What is going on, everyone? It's episode 183, recorded on Sunday, September 24th, 2023. I'm John, and hey, Drew and Brian? A cop sees a drunk stumbling down the street. He says, hey, buddy, you look a little drunk. What's your name? And the guy says, Brian. Man, I sure am glad to see you, officer. See, somebody just stole my car. The cop says, well, Brian, where was the car when you last saw it? And he replies, right on the end of this key. The cop looks at the key and looks at the drunk and says, well, go two blocks down to the station and report it to the desk sergeant. Thanks, officer. You've been a big help. As he starts stumbling towards the station, the cop looks down at the guy's pants and says, hey, buddy, before you go, you better zip up your fly. Brian looks down at his pants and says, oh, man, they got my girl, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Drew loves nature and thinks John's a cheater. That's right, it's time for another episode of the Dads After Dark Show. Take it away, boys. What is up, everyone? On tonight's episode, Halloween Mayhem is announced. Unity? Punity. Why should you care what that means for us? And lastly, Mortal Kombat! Brian Rizzle, buddy, welcome to the show. <laughs> you are the, the, the winner. Some may look at it as a loser, but regardless, you won. Um, to be on the show today through our wonderful, um, you donated some money for our Extra Life campaign, and, and, and you're the lucky winner, Brian. So welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you guys put on a great event, and um, I guess I'm the lucky winner. <laughs> yes. So, Brian, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Rizzle, you've, you've been around now for some time, right, in our Discord community. You've been playing some games with us. You've been hanging out every day, chatting, so... Um, Maybe tell a little bit about us. How'd you find us? How'd you find the community? A little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I found you guys obviously through the dads. I mean, it seems like it's been, you know, from the, the beginning of probably when you guys started and mm. uh, love the show. Um, and I've just been a listener and, a, you know, member of the discord ever since and playing some games with you guys and chatting with everybody. Love it. Um, it's all about myself. I'm from upstate New York. Nice. Uh, Go. Bills fan, go Bills, Bills Mafia, big win today. Um, <laughs> like Drew, I'm a Switch-only gamer. That's all I got. Um, also like Drew, I golf whenever I can. Love and it. Um, I have two daughters, six and seven, so they're just dabbling into some games now, which is great. It's good to be able to play with them you know, when I, when I can. And in the wintertime, I play men's league, beer league hockey. So, I mean, John, still, you better watch out. trying to stay strong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Slowing up, but uh, yeah, what, yeah. What, what is your opinion? Character. What is your opinion of refs in hockey? Wow, well, uh, they're pieces of shit, aren't they? They're they're not everyone's biggest fan, you know. Mm. Uh, I used to be a ref a long time ago, nice. and only so much coaches, fans, parents yelling at you and. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm out. 
Yeah, it's tough. It's tough <laughs> one, sucks. you know. I, I I hate that aspect of it. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's, like, it's actually the higher you go up in skill level, the easier it gets because you don't really have the crazy parents. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now you have coaches that do this for a living, right? So now mm-hmm. they get pissed because they might legit lose their job over you if you make a bad call. Or they lose the games, right? So it's a different level of shittiness, but. You don't have the parents sitting in the stands, like doing like the gun thing, like I'll better get you in the fucking parking lot, kid. Oh my god! Like, been there, done that. Like you know, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. Right? Like your five year old is about to be the, like the number one pick in the NHL draft. Yeah, and you know, how dare and, you? And, and and the nice thing about college too, a lot of the players on the ice are there full rides. Right? They're they're there for it's it's like they're getting paid to play essentially, so they're not gonna mess something up over something stupid. Where a high school kid, they don't care. They'll swing a stick at you. You know, yeah. like it's so. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. You you got to watch your back. Uh, John, what's new with you, buddy? How you been? Um, I've been good. Uh, I made some ribs tonight. It's the second time I've been doing oven baked ribs. Oven baked ribs, huh? Yeah. I don't have a smoker and my bar. I need a new barbecue, but now is not the time with, you know, winter coming and, and, oh my God, so many expenses. But uh, so I've been learning how to do in the ribs because I told you I, I was like a, a couple months ago, my mother-in-law made ribs in the oven and they were so tough and I don't so think you gross. Told me this. Yeah, I mean, she just did it and they were so gross and tough and everything. And I was like, mm. I want to try to make better ribs than this in the oven just to see if you can because sure. it's ribs in an oven like you don't I don't think to make those in the oven. No. And uh, yeah, three and a half hours on low temperature. Nice. And they come out beautiful. I don't have to like go get a, a smoker just for it. And uh, today was a second time I did it. I also did wings this past week and they came out really good too. Nice. So oven baked barbecue. I'm going to do a whole podcast on it. Wow. I did. I did the classic beef stew yesterday. And this fall day, just sit at home all day with the rain. There's nothing better than slow cooking. Yeah, that sounds um, good. I went to the store, <laughs> bought all my beef stew ingredients. I get home. I'm unpacking everything. What's the one thing I forgot? Beef fucking beef got everything else the seasoning the potatoes the veggies everything vegetarian beef stew you just invented it no luckily i have a market that's like half a mile from my house that i I want to (laughs) grab i was like i didn't see it out and i got nervous it's a small market it's actually brand new just opened up a few months ago and they have this really nice butcher and i said do you guys have any stew beef? He's like, uh, hold on. And he fucking goes in the back and brings out like half a cow. And he's just fucking like soaring. He's like, I'll get you some fresh stuff. I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was good. Um, good. uh, This past week, I think it was Wednesday. We get a call from the, uh, from the school and uh, Melody was on a field trip, not far away, but she was on a field trip and she passed out. No. And it was like, is she okay? Like, oh, she fainted or whatever, and she's up or whatever. And I was like, okay, okay. I wonder but what why? she hydrated yeah. or whatever. Um, then like we got another call back and she like she, like she, she was like pale and whatever, but the color wasn't coming back. So so they called an ambulance, and I'm just like, oh, oh fuck no. And then uh I mean I'm as concerned about melody, but you know, oh fuck, it's gonna cost me so much money. And then she got taken to the hospital and I was like, I was nervous and freaked out. But in the but end, pissed, it was but pissed about the ambulance. I know. Really. In the end, I think she was just dehydrated and uh, she didn't bring her water and she didn't have breakfast that morning and whatever. Oh. And it's like, oh, I still haven't paid my ER bill from when I lost my vision. So it's like, oh, my gosh, 
thousands of dollars, but she's okay. So that's that's thousands. Good. I mean, don't don't you have like health insurance? Yeah, I have health insurance. Welcome to America. Doesn't matter. So just would have been tens of thousands. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so an MRI costs a lot of money. Oh, MRIs are ridiculous. I do agree with that. Yeah. I won't even get them unless I feel like I'm dying. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's been a that's been a fun week. But mm. but uh, we're here with Rizzle 29, a.k.a. Brian and uh, Drew. We got a little something for him. We do. We starting off the show with this. Hells yeah, we're awesome. Well, Brian, as you know, tradition on this show when we have guests, there's only one thing that we need to start the show off, and that is the gauntlet. Oh boy, the gauntlet. The gauntlet. Am I rapid fire in this, or are you? Uh, go for it. Okay, number one. Fuck Mary Kilburn, Jim Kelly, Josh <laughs> Allen, OJ Simpson. Oh Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I guess let's kill OJ. Uh, <laughs> Okay, that, that was a test. If you didn't go with that, we were probably going to end the show immediately. <laughs> you know, uh, let's fuck Josh and uh, we'll marry Jim. Okay. All right. I was going to throw, throw Flutie on there, but I wasn't Ooh, sure. Flutie. boy. But I, I had to throw OJ. Number two. Was having two daughters at the age two and three better or worse than six and seven? Wow. I'd say better. It, it seems like uh, more difficult as we go. <laughs> I agree. I thought it was. In, I, I'm with you. I thought things would get easier. They're not quite easier yet. John keeps telling me just wait, but it's not. Minus no. seven and nine. More demands. More demands. That's right. That's yeah. true. Uh, number three. What is the first video game you ever remember playing? Oh, it's easy. It's Mario. Yeah. The initial it's, it's on the just... NES. It's just, that's the only answer. Those are that or Duck Hunt. The yes. Combined cartridge. Number four, what's the worst video game that your kids love? Oh, what's the worst game that they love? I don't know. They, You know what? Let's see. They play mainly the big titles, the Kirbys, the Marios. I don't have an answer for that one. Wow. The easy answer is I haven't come across anything terrible. The easy answer is anything on the iPad. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what they're playing on there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? (sighs) I don't know. Publicly or... Well, uh, I'll say recently, I uh, had a long night out at the pub. And nice. apparently I slept, walked into my oldest daughter's room and pissed in her bedroom. No, <laughs> that's incredible. That she, incredible. And she woke up and tell some of her buddies at school. <laughs> wow. That's Wait. just like the drunken I, dad I story. S- sleepwalking. That's that's what daddy was I, just sleepwalking. Yeah, that, I knew it. <laughs> I am shocked. That is not the most embarrassing moment in your life. You're like, that's the most embarrassing moment in the last couple weeks. <laughs> well, it's about a year and a half ago. That's the rizzle. That's not Brian. That was the rizzle. I got, that a, the rizzle. I got another contender. Four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. No. Ugh, I, mean, I lived through that one, too. I, I would take a Super Bowl loss today more than anything, guys. I would, I she, would love to lose a Super Bowl. I, well, time out here. We, we got to go back to this story for a minute. Does she still bring this up? Occasionally. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you know, oh, you can't, you know, this, not that it didn't happen, you just, you know, don't say this to anybody. Yeah, uh, keep it on the down low. Ever. 
family thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Uh, you, hopefully, that's something she'll grow out of and forget about. Yeah. Never. No. Every like three state, months, somehow she. I, for my sake, I hope she never forgets it. <laughs> it's never um, happening. I, remember this as number six is when the gauntlet starts to turn. If you could, on oh, number six, if you could have sets with any celebrity in the world, who would it be? <sighs> this Josh sounds Allen. crazy. We always. Sam Josh. Wow. I'm going. Oh, wait, what did you say? We had this discussion. Selma Hayek. Your oh, girl. Right. We're doing it. I, I mean, I, lo- I love that you committed to that on this I, one question. Yeah. I don't love it. But it's a damn I'm good kidding. answer. I'm doubling down. Yeah. Doubling down. <laughs> Will you double down on this next one here? Number seven. Would you <laughs> let your wife make a porn for $1 million? That's an easy yes for me. <sighs> easy yes. Follow up. Do you whack off to it later on? <laughs> Easy yes. <laughs> I'm going no. I'm going no. That's wow. smart. See, the Not problem, for a million. The problem with this is now your friends are seeing it. They're looking yeah. at you weird. Yeah. It's 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 out there forever. Yeah. They're, they're looking at you maybe with envy too. I mean, you got it. It just all depends. True. That's yeah. true. <laughs> be like, did you uh, watch it? Did you watch the 17 minute mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. What's your favorite Halloween franchise? Whew. Halloween franchise, huh? Uh, Wait, are we, what are we talking about? It like like a horror movie or yeah, like, like movies? Like a movie franchise? Okay, okay. that's scary. That's I guess scary. it could be a TV ish type show. I, I consider Stranger Things not really Halloween, but kind of spooky. yeah. You know what? Actually, that's what I was gonna say. Stranger yeah. Things is kind of my, you know, kind of that vibe. Yeah, I, I, I'm into that. I vibe. was actually gonna bring that up. If you go classic Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. Which one are you going? Friday thirteenth. That's wow. that's what I would go. Go Halloween there. All right, last one for you here. Would you rather tell your kids five minutes before they could not go trick or treating, or shit your pants in a work meeting? <laughs> I'd shit my pants in a work meeting. You do it for fun. the kids. You yeah, I do it for the kids. kids. And now your daughter thinks not only do you piss in a room, but you also shit at work. Yeah, that's yeah. There's that's a monkey paw situation right there. Well, Brian, you survived the gauntlet. Well done. And with that being said, let's go over for a little bit of an ad break there, John, because football season is back, and you know what that means: touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates. Ah. I'm gonna scroll. Touchdown dances. What are those? Fantasy showdowns. That's the gritty. (laughs) But fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of this season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head over to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. To the 9 million men, and maybe women, worldwide who trust Manscaped, you're the right 9 million men and maybe women, or 109 MetLife stadiums. That's that's the first time I'm reading that, and I, I guess I understand it, but let's go with it. So go to manscaped.com to 20% off and free shipping with the codes NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Brian, are you a manscaper? Oh, yeah. Big manscaper. Got to do it. Um, new products will be launching in two days. Actually, when you hear this, September 26th, um, TBD, maybe next week we'll have more to say about it. John, mm-hmm. let's head over to the meat. 
let's head over to the meat and we start off with our Substack, dadsafterdarkshow.substack.com. I'm about to post something new. Keep an eye out for it. Um, you can find all of our merch and social media there. I've got three first looks on the Nintendo Dads channel. I've been busy. Uh, one of the games I actually did a few weeks ago. Um, I'll let you figure out which one that is. Um, but the three are Trombone Champ, Days of Doom, and Gloomhaven. And I'll give you a clue. One of these games I played after my first look. One of these games I plan on playing at some point after my first look. And one of these games I'm not going to play after doing a first look. Can I make some guesses? Uh, yeah, go for it. What do you think? Gloomhaven has got to be a game you like and you continue playing. Trombone Champ. By the way, I've watched your. I don't. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't, I'm not a big watcher of video games. I find myself if I want to watch video games, I'll just play video games. With that being said, I had to watch your fucking Trombone Champ. Let's I had play. fun doing that one. You had. You had. Fun. I will say I also enjoyed the angle. You kind of did like a little <laughs> silent, you, yeah. like, you know, a little produce in there. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get the because it's a it's a motion control game. Sure. So, I yeah, like if, I, if I, I did that without showing my hands. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Did you see the part where the the the, the guy, the roofer guy came over? Because <laughs> it was it was very <laughs> awkward. Be honest, fast forward a little bit. Might not have watched the whole 25 minutes, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I was recording. <laughs> It was like 830 in the morning and I was waiting. I knew my roofer was coming that day, but later in the day. And I look out my window. There's somebody walking in my backyard while I'm filming. And I'm like, what? And so I had to pause it and then I came back. But I had to close my blinds because I didn't want to be doing a trombone champ video while they're basically in I mean, my window. You should have invited them in for a little co-op. Where you want to play some trombone champ? They're like, ah, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That game looks terrible. But please go uh, on. It's fun. We played it four player with the family uh, yesterday, and it's it's a goofy fun. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's good. And then uh, we've got September review contest going on. We got a whole bunch of reviews in. We're starting to get a lot of Bob Barkley's now, so that's very nice to see. We're gonna pick two random people who leave a review for a five star review. Five star is Remember required. That. Somebody, uh, no name. Two. $20 eShop cards, and if you include the words Bob Barkley in your review, we will up your prize to $35. Put you on the spot. Brian, have you reviewed us? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I, I must not be coming in clear. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can re- why don't you review us while Drew is telling us what he's playing? This is free There's money. always more. Always free more. Money. Easy yeah, peasy. Go do it. Um, it's just easy. It's just easy to do. Do it twice. Do it three times. Drop your kid's iPad. Put it under their account. We don't <laughs> give a shit. The more, the merrier. Um, we've got twelve reviews so far, so pretty good. Yep. Uh, looks like there's another week left in the month. Do if you're listening to this and you've been you've been thinking you're gonna do it because who doesn't want a thirty five dollar eShop card? That would be amazing. It buys you a lot uh, nowadays. This is your last chance, man. This is the last time you're going to hear us before it's over. So do it now. Do it while you're listening to the podcast. Do it right now. Mm. Get it done. But we have another Good. announcement, another mayhem. Drew, tell us about this one. Your favorite monthly mayhem ever is back for the third annual year, and that is the Halloween mayhem. That's right. Halloween mayhem is officially, officially back. If you've never partook, in the Halloween mayhem. John, this is one of our favorites. We we love the spooky season. We love to see the creativity. 
last year we were getting pumpkins with our logo on it, kids dressed up, koozie fucking a skeleton cat in the middle of Target. I mean, right. unbelievable stuff we, we, we got last year. It was incredible. So if you never did it, this is what's going to happen. We're going to start October 1st, and we run through, this is a long one, we run through November 4th. And the reason we do that is we understand that Halloween night, a lot of crazy stuff can happen, and you get dressed up. So we want to give you that night, and then a few days after, they'll post it. Um, it it's, it's pretty simple. You take pictures, and you do all these sorts of things, and you submit it through us through Discord. Um, there's lots of different ways to do this, right? Submit a halloween themed photo you can make it a video it could be you played a spooky game and you wanted to do a video game review um we've seen um do a little spooky dance make up a spooky dance it could be house decorations you could tarp the pumpkins i want you to create a dad at the dark halloween rap because i'll tell you right now if you rap a new song about us that probably is a good chance of winning right john uh oh, yeah. make a scary video draw a picture i don't care what you do but here's what's going to happen. It's going to be judged by John and I live on a podcast. And there's three categories that we look for. Spookiness, creativity, and Nintendo. The more of those three categories you encompass into your submission, the better chance you have of winning. Um, this year, we're going to give a first place prize $15, a second place winner $10, and we're going to do a random lottery of $10. So we're going to have three prizes this year. Submit, submit, submit. Um, you can submit multiple submissions if you want. That's okay. Um, submit them in the Discord. I think we create usually a Halloween Mayhem channel, John, when that will be uh, coming yep, up just soon. just created it. Perfect. Done. Um, October 1st, start now. Submit everything. Rizzle, I hope to see you this one. You think you can pull something off here? I think I might be able to. I'm actually sipping yeah. on a pumpkin ale right now, so I'm in the season. Yeah. You're in the season. I love it. Nice. Uh, Really quick other thing I want to mention was if you saw the new Lego coming out, the new Nintendo Lego, the Piranha Plant Lego. I like this one too. It's not a massive one. It's only $60, kind of more on that lower budget. Um, it looks clean. It looks slick. I'm so, all over so, it. So this just hit stores. It wasn't like a pre-order thing, right? Uh, it's not out yet. November oh, okay. sits, so November sits around there. Yep. So did it just get announced or can you order it? Just got announced. Okay. All right. Um, I'll look while you continue talking. If it's Piranha if... Plant Lego, yeah, I believe Justin Masson did a video for this on the Nintendo Dad's yeah, channel. Yeah, I don't so. believe it's um, pre-orderable. I am so grateful that I have not decided to collect Nintendo Lego. I still can't believe I never bought that NES one. That's um, a shame that you don't have that. And I didn't buy any of the other ones. I think once I didn't get the NES one, I can't buy the other ones because. I mean, if I'm not yeah. going to get the NES one, I have the I'm NES so glad because these are coming out like crazy. And I have like the, yeah. the little like Nintendo. I have like Mario, Luigi and those Peach are on my desk. I love the peach one, but like that's it. I just keep them on my desk. I don't even have the um, the Lego sets that they came with. They're all just downstairs. Those those ones, um, those are tough. I, I have some. I mean, my son plays with them, but those ones are tough because. They don't display well in my eyes. They're more like right. interactive play. The Piranha Plant, the N6, uh, the I'm sorry, the NES, the Bowser, and the the Question Block are all pretty good ones you can put on the shelf. I think. Yeah, I have especially those. Piranha Plant because it's small. It's like you it can is put small. it on your desk. Absolutely. So cool. Looking forward to it. Amazing. Um, we got Bluey. The video game was announced. <gasps> uh, I love Bluey. I know you've gone through all the Bluey. When we were on our road trip. Um, 
we would watch Bluey every time we got to a hotel like at night. We would watch Bluey because it's the only thing that we all could like like so and watch. And it's just so good. Like uh, the writing is incredible on it. And Brian, is uh, Bluey yeah. a big hit in your house? I was just asking the girls that they know Bluey. I haven't seen him watching it much, but what? I look. But this game, I think they would. Now, is this four players too? Four player. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is definitely on the list, uh, the wish list. Yeah. Wow. These, these kind of games are not always the most fun to play, uh, especially. For, I don't know. Like Drew, Drew will play these games with the kids, uh, but yeah. we don't. But, but yeah, four player, and it's you know kind of go through. It's it looks. It looks just like the show, like the way the Peppa the Pig game looks. You know, it just looks exactly like the show. It does yeah. look good. I agree with that. So that's coming out November 17th. Um, not the best day, I think, to come out. Um, that would be Persona, good, though, because, because well, Mario now the- RPG and Persona 5 Tactica come out that day and Bluey. <laughs> well, I mean, my kids aren't playing either one of those games. So, yeah. Um, there is also an announcement. This is the weirdest one. Critter Agreed. crossover. This is a Animal Crossing crossed with Seattle Aquarium that was announced by Nintendo recently. And there's not pictures or anything for this one, but there is going to be some promotional stuff going on at Seattle Aquarium beginning October 7th. Uh, They're going to have photo opportunities where you can take pictures on Animal Crossing themed sets. I think that's something we've seen at like Nintendo Live and then that summer fest thing that we went to. Drew, remember we got pictures there. Um, You're shipping that off. Uh, themed creature descriptions presented by blathers and so i imagine this is you know various fish that are in the game and then blathers talking about them uh, i don't know what that's going to look like Seems standees odd. of familiar characters from the game and then they're going to have a little scavenger hunt based on a like a phone app or something like that so if you're in the seattle area go check that out send some pictures i want to see hmm Looks like it could be it could be fun, but keep in mind you're going to an aquarium. It's it's just gonna be an aquarium. I think it's gonna be a light layer of Animal Crossing on top of going. If you don't like aquariums, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> and and then we also uh, this week we got a PlayStation State of Play. I am sitting here with two guys who only have a Switch. I will try not to judge their life decisions. Mm. But this was a pretty good state of play. Did any of you guys like watch this? Do you watch other presentations or are you just not going to watch? Not going to. I not love watch. presentations, man. Ugh. Nope. I think I, I don't watch them, but I listen to recaps and stuff. And it seemed mm-hmm. you know, from what I heard was decent. But a lot of the things were already known and didn't really bump up the hype level too, too much more. If you kind of wanted it, you're getting it anyhow. But um, that was about yeah. it. On, on the on the PlayStation side of the wall, their state of plays are never usually that good. Um, you never have really great expectations of them. Their showcases are better, but uh, yeah, the state of play is usually not great. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was basically what we expected, um, but there were some surprises. Baby Steps, which is a uh, I don't know if that's an indie game, but it's it's like a walking simulator type game. Kind of started the show, had really good humor. If you can find the trailer for it from the state of play, you should watch it because it's actually kind of funny. Uh, Roblox is coming to PlayStation. God. Ghostbusters is coming to PSVR 2. That should be interesting. Um, RE4 Remake is getting the paid DLC. In fact, that already came out. Um, and um, if you have a PlayStation, Resident Evil 4 Remake is on sale for $40 right now. I, I'm probably going to pick that up before the end of the sale, but I haven't done it yet. 
And uh, I want to get the DLC because I never played the DLC before um, ever. And, and I love Vari 4. Um, they showed off Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That's coming yes. out December 7th. Ghost Runner 2 gets a demo that's coming out October 26th. Then they showed off three new color themes for PS5. These are controllers and the colored plates. You can replace the the side plates on a PS5, those white plates. You can replace them. And they have volcanic red, sterling silver, cobalt blue. I like the cobalt blue because that is the PlayStation color, you know, the, the brand blue. So it kind of feels like more natural. Um, so I might, I don't know, I might get that. I don't know. Um, Helldivers 2. Tales of Arise uh, is getting a DLC. Um, that is a game that I tried and then and then kind of dropped off after a couple hours. But I want to I want to and um, DLC looks interesting. Uh, Foam Stars got a look. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth kind of unveiled more of its open world. They're promising 100 hours of adventure. But of course, yeah. the highlight of the show, as always, was uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which at this point I cannot wait for. It's coming out in less than a month. Um, what they unveiled is that the game is doubled in size from the original Spider-Man. You are in Queens and Brooklyn, two of my favorite places. And um, they have a gliding mechanic now. So aside from swinging through um, the city, you can you can full scale glide. And man, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they showed off what the fast travel is like. So the PS5 has some built in features for very fast loading. And it's obviously got an SSD and the, their games, their first party games have tried to like feature that. We saw it with like Ratchet and Clank really feature the fast loading mechanism Go see the fast travel for Spider-Man 2. Holy bananas. It is so fast. You literally click some area of the city you want to go to, click it, and then like after a second, it sort of transitions into that segment on your map and then turns it into a 3D model, and then you're kind of flying through the air. It is a beautiful transition. And um, if you've ever played a game where you're trying to like do completion stuff and you're fast traveling a lot, it's really nice. Um I had a TikTok video that compared the PS4 Spider-Man loading and then the PS5 Spider-Man loading and then the, the Spider-Man 2 on PS5. And it's ridiculous. So uh, super excited for that. I cannot wait. I took that day off uh, for Spider-Man and Mario Wonder. Yes. Um, oh, but yeah. that's a wrap up of the state of play. And with that, let's talk about what we've been playing. So Brian... You're the every time I say your name, I th I think Brian, like Family Guy, in my head. I'm really sorry for this, but I'm going to try to keep that in my head. <laughs> well, but now I, it's not in your head. You just let oh, it out. I know, and you're from <laughs> Rhode Island, Drew. Uh, Brian, um, <laughs> you are our guest. Uh, why don't you kick us off with what you've been playing? Sure. Well, uh, usually, I'm a type of gamer where I play like one game at a time. And yes, I beat it and then move on to the next one, or sometimes I quit. But uh, I've actually been playing a lot of games recently. And nice. uh, the most recent one is the F-099. I downloaded that, and I played some of the other 99 games, and I, I did enjoy them, especially Tetris and Mario. But this one's just got me hooked. Really? Uh, I, I love the mechanics. Uh, you know, the things you got to rank up, and there, there's these Grand Prix that – Instead of doing one race, you, you it's timed. You can't do them all the time. You got to earn these tickets to play in them, but it's five races and you got to get after the first race in the top 80th and, you know, 60, 40, 20. And okay. 
I think my best rank is like fourth. I haven't won any yet. Uh, I was pretty close Gosh. and I blew up right at the end. But, uh, it, it's gotten me hooked. I've been, I've been playing a lot of it. That's awesome. I have it not, is good. This, I haven't even tried this yet, unfortunately. And I've been uh, a shit ton of games, but that, that's, I'm glad to hear that. That sounds pretty fun. I like the, uh, the concept of unlocking some tickets and entering these other types of races. It ramps you up really well, too. It, there it's a, it any, has a really good intro. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. The tutorial. Is there mm -hmm. any sorts of unlockables as far as skins or colors or anything like that? Yeah, I think currently there's four vehicles. I've only really used one. And, you know, if you play a certain amount of games, if you do different achievements, you get to get different colors for the for the vehicles, different badges and different stuff. So there's a, there's a lot to do. And it looks like there's going to be even more. Um, added in the future because there's some tournaments and stuff that are like grayed out right now so okay it looks like hopefully they'll continue to support it and um i guess i'll keep playing it very cool what, what else been playing? well i tapped out on uh, tmnt shredders revenge the dlc i love a beat-em-up mm -hmm. and uh probably one of my favorite all time is the shredders revenge it's it's really perfect the dlc had me I think I leveled up every guy to the max 10 in the survival wow. mode and I just, I couldn't stop. I beat it a few times. Once you beat it, you can keep going on loop and it just gets really hard. I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> but, uh, I, I put some hours into that one. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I've been playing this as well. I did not beat it. I made it to shredder a few times. Um, it, it, it I love the scale of the challenge though. It's like a perfectly matched challenge. Um, yeah, it is fun. You're right. That that's I put a lot of hours into this as well. How long yeah. does a run take if you were to like beat a run? Like, how long would that be? Twenty that's, to thirty, you think? Yeah, that's or, what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, no more, yeah. no more than thirty minutes. Yeah, agree. And um, it does. It scales up, and Shredder's tough. He, he, He's I, tough. I think so. In the survival mode, he he kicked my ass many times. <laughs> yep, I can't. I couldn't beat him. I've made it to him a few times. We were playing. Me, my wife, and my my son. The three of us would play together. Yeah, I like the new um, that, uh, in a game night with my buddies. Yeah, playing four players has got to be really fun with that. I only oh play yeah. Solo. Who's your Who's your favorite character playing as? Oh, the two new unlockables are really good. Was it uh, or the, the Karai and uh, Usavi the, Jimbo? Um, they're 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 good. I like to use the bunny guy too. Whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> call him Call him Cookie Nipples because he has these two patches. And they look like cookies if you change the colors, and they're right on his nipples. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna find. I've been I've been wanting to try the DLC because I said like Cedric Cedric owns the digital copy, and I didn't want to buy it again. But they put it on limited run games, and oh. you can buy the physical version of the game and it includes the DLC. So I I actually did. I haven't bought from LRG in a while, but I I was like, let me buy that. I'll buy the physical, and it feels justified. So I'll have to wait like four months for it to come out. But yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's worth it. I think I have the physical, the regular. I kind of wish I waited to uh, get the DLC physical, but they, they do this stuff. All we could do a whole show on, you know, is there going to be a, a digital? My wife was asking about Minico's Night Market. Is there a physical? And I was like, no, but they'll come out with one in six months, sure. And then you'll buy it again. Hmm. <laughs> it's just how they do it now. So, so the other couple games I'm playing are Sea of Stars. Um, I I don't play RPGs. But I heard this one, there's no grinding and uh, no random battles and it's not 80 hours. So I was like, this might be for me. And and I really enjoy it. Um, the graphics, the pixel art, um, you know, the set pieces. It's really gotten me, you know, 
really liking it, enjoying it. I probably a little more than halfway through and I kind of got up at a point where I wasn't really sure what to do. And, um, so I started playing some other games, but I'm definitely going to get back to it. I want to, I want to make my way through that game for sure. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give my, I've, I've been playing this as well. I'm about 18 to 19 hours in it. Um, I'm, I just got to the place and it's not really a spoiler. Uh, autumn, Probably. it's like autumn falls or something. Have you been there yet, Brian? It's, it's just I like, I don't think so. I think I just got past like the, the when you go through with the pirate ships to all the different, yes. uh, I, I think I'm one looking out after that. that. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm one or two areas after that. Um, yeah, you know, this is a game to, to your point. It, it's an RPG. It's, I, I, you heard so many good things. I had, I was really enjoying it. I, the thing is too, like you said, I love the new areas. I knew I love exploring the new different ideas that the, like they they develop of the map. But something about this game just got way too repetitive for me. And I think that the story was so lackluster. It was kind of cool in the beginning, and then it just kind of I feel like just stayed flat. And then it kind of just like disappears. I think I mentioned this last week, like go here to do this, go here to do that, go here to do that. But it doesn't have any impact on like an overarching story. It was kind of just like a go, go, go. Um, The gameplay is fun, but at at this point with all the games I've been playing, I I think I might just be done. I think I'm quitting. I think I'm throwing the towel because I think I still have like 10 hours left or more. I'm in the same boat and. I hopefully it doesn't change, but I loved uh, the messenger, you know, where they okay, made, see, I and, didn't then play ha- that. and then at, I don't know more than halfway through, it turned into a Metroidvania, which is yeah. not my style. And I was like, uh, fuck this. <laughs> so yeah. I might do that. With we, we agree, Brian. We agree. <laughs> we agree. I, I, I can't believe what that game turns into. It's so weird. Some people love it. Uh, yeah. 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 But Some it, people love it. Just was not for me. The, you know, last third of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sea of Stars was, I, I got through it, but yeah, I know exactly what Drew is saying. And, um, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it, it's, I'll be blunt. It's, it's actually a good game and I recognize that it's a good game. It's just not a game for me. I think is the problem when there's so much other stuff out there right now. Right. It, and, the, and, bad game. and to what Brian said too, it, cause they kind of said that you don't need to grind or whatever. And that's absolutely true. If you, if you fight every enemy you come across like there are some places where you could like kind of squeeze by if you want to but just go and fight every enemy mm. you won't have to grind there was never a point where i was like i got beat and i like oh i gotta sit down and grind or whatever and leveling up takes a while like towards yes. the end of the game too yeah um, but yeah that that promise is held true and so and that's that's great you really can play through it and then you can use like some of the relics if you're having some trouble mm-hmm. uh i thought that was All great right. that because a lot of games have easy mode and normal mode. And and if you're like me, I don't like switching to easy mode. It makes me feel bad. I feel like, ah, but like you can just turn on a relic even for just one fight yep. and then turn off that relic. And you don't feel like you're going between modes. You just kind of like yeah. give me a and little I like help. how you have to find them or buy them or whatever. It's kind of mm-hmm. just a cool little extra thing. Yep. Yeah. So that that's a great way to handle it. I think a lot of games should should follow that lead um, because mm-hmm. sometimes you just, you're like, no, I just want to be normal mode. But after a fight, I want my health to restore like other RPGs and just give me that. That's all I want. I don't want it to be any different. I want the enemies just as hard, but when you do an easy mode, you don't get those choices here. You get those choices. You can decide what you need a little help with. So yep. yeah, uh, very cool. So the other just two games I've been playing is Gunbrella 
2D yes. action platformer. Drew, I don't know. Uh, I love my action platformers. I think I got through about three hours and you know, go find this guy and go find this girl and this item. And there's not enough action for me. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to keep going. Wow. Oh, I mean, I it's like a the short mechanics, game. though. I like the mechanics. It's, I'll say this about Umbrella. It's, it's a short game, which I think every video game should be under 10 hours. I think that's like the perfect line. This is like six to eight hours, right? Perfect, perfect timeline. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I actually, I think I heard Koozie or someone else said the same thing, where there was a lot more dialogue than they, they thought about. Um, this is like a top three game of the year for me. I I, I don't know why, because I hate dialogue in games, I but I loved this game. I think it was the unique art style. It was the unique theming of like, I don't want to say like cyberpunk slash like 1950s era kind of like intriguing story. Um, like what happened? I don't want, you know, the opening scene, I won't spoil it because John, John hasn't played it yet. The very opening scene, something happens, John, which then pretty much drives the whole storyline. Um, I wanted to know why that happened, how it happened. I, I, I was just locked in. And I think, I think in the back of my mind, knowing that it was a shorter game, you can, I can deal with it. I can pay attention more to it where like sea of stars. And I have all this dialogue. I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to read this for another 20 hours. But like, I know with Gunbrella, it's, it's short winded that I don't mind reading it and getting into the characters. Like this was one of the first games in a long time. I found myself talking to NPCs that I didn't even have to, like, I went out of my way. Like, what does this NPC have to say? What does that one have to say? Um, the mechanics, like you said, of this action platformer with the umbrella, I'll say the first hour, I'm like, these controllers suck. I'm frustrated. But then it just clits and it's like, it's so fluid. It's so cool how you can, like, you, you figure out how to do the, like, the jumps and the glides and how you can get further. Uh, the blocking of it with the umbrella and then versus the shooting. I love how they did all the concepts of the different ammo where you can just find it and easily change it. You don't have to, like, do anything overcomplicated. Uh, the upgrades. I don't know. I absolutely loved this game. Um, it it does get there's a point or two where you do kind of get a little bit of lost, right? I remember there was one or two spots like I was like, oh, let me go back on the train and go back over to the previous town. Where reality, all I had to do was like walk right one screen from where I originally was, and I spent like twenty minutes trying to find someone. Um, but yeah, I did every side quest I found. I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but this is a game I absolutely loved. Hmm. Well, maybe I have to keep plugging along. I think I was just stuck in a part and it's like, ah, there's too much other to play. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's but it is short. It is short. So maybe yeah. I will pick it back up. I would say, I mean, again, just me, that oversee of stars, if you only have like three to four hours left. Yeah. And then the last game is Hades. Yes. I always play a couple runs a week. I think I just saw that it's going in early access and, Q2 of 2024, so I'm a little bummed because I don't know when it'll actually get released, but I don't mind, uh, you know. Hades 2, keep, right? Yeah, no, Hades okay. 2, Hades okay. 2. Okay. Yeah. Know, keep, it, keep it cooking, and I just, I can't wait for that game. That, that's like my <laughs> Zelda. I, I can't wait for it. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So have, have you beaten the game a few times? Oh, oh, yeah. So did you get the true ending? I believe so. Uh, I don't the, know how. The, the 10, I, the 10 loops. Yeah, yeah I did the 10 yeah. and. 
Yeah, I, that, I, that's it. Yeah, I got most of the aspects, and I I, I got about a hundred hours into that one. And wow, I just keep going. You. I just I just I don't know. It's just fun. It's just it's just, it's just fun because the weapon the weapons are so much fun. Like you you know you can just start like trying to use the bow and arrow, and you get those upgrades, and they feel so freaking good in that game. Yeah, yeah. And then those you can change the difficulties and, with the different little. I forget well, the, yeah. the blood mode I don't, or whatever yeah, the, they call the heat. I don't heat, mess with the heat much. I did a little. A buddy of mine's still going. He I mean he's over two hundred hours. And I think he beat it on like 32 heat. Um, that's crazy. crazy. And, and he's just, he doesn't stop. <laughs> this, that's like the best type of end game stuff you can do, right? Slay the Spire is also the perfect example of, of that because it's, you can enjoy the game, but then they add like these extra challenges that make you want to replay it. You know, like you said, like the heat, I mean, this gets to a point where it's not fun anymore, right? Like, like Slay the Spire, I'm at the part, you have to beat the final boss twice. And I just, <laughs> I can't do it. I just, yeah. it's impossible. But uh, what a genius little post game for these types of games that just want people to keep playing. Yeah, it's great. I, yeah, I was relieved to see that the official release. I'm not going to play early access or anything like that. I'll just wait for it to come out. But I was kind of thinking it would come out early 2024, but it sounds like it'll be mid to late 2024. At, mm. I mean, you know, at the earliest. And I've been wanting to replay Hades because it's been a while. And like, what? give me a reason to replay Hades. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like right, right now there's so many games. It's like, uh, maybe I'll have yeah. more time beginning of 2024. Hambo played a, a level or two during extra life and I was watching him and I just, it made me to your point, John, like, man, I want to play this game again now. It's, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I still listen right, to the soundtrack. I oh, still yeah. listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's, it's, it's <laughs> everything about that game. Just, just, it's perfect. So good. John, what about you? Uh, yeah. So I just finished Pikmin four today. Oh, so good. Uh, had a great time. I'm just so excited that I had started playing it a couple weeks ago, right? On the last episode, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, it was a game that I kept hearing everyone like really enjoyed it. And then I was like, oh, I got all that post game or whatever, but yeah, I, um, I played through it, uh, rolled the credits and I wasn't sure if I was going to continue on and you know, they they unveil a new area and I was just like, like Pikmin is so relaxing and so fun. But at the same time, I felt like I was a little, little burnt out on it, but I didn't have anything else to play. So I just started dorking with that. And I was like, yeah, this whole area is huge. Like I played a couple days worth and it was like, you're three percent done. It's like, holy moly. Yeah, it's a big and, game. Um, and then just I just kept playing it. I, I don't know why I just kept going and going. I finished that. I did the next level. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm probably done. I, I've hundred percented all the areas. And then I was like, well, but I still have these guys with the feathers on them that I want to yeah. undo. And so Michelle and I, we co-opt and she did the co-op. I hadn't done co-op through the rocks. So she was throwing the rocks. Yes, the rock thrower. Because I didn't really love the underground levels. They I love the sound of throwing the neon Pikmin and everything, but it's just there's a lot of parts of this game that are also very stressful and it's not the parts of Pikmin I kind of like. So having her, she helped a lot. Um, I got all eight of my guys defeathered, and I was like, okay, I think I'm done. And then there's like, well, there's this Holomer quest. And I was like, well, I'll oh, try yeah. that. And that was a lot of fun. I did um, all of those. Yeah. Also very stressful. I won't, I won't really say what it is, but you know what it is. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm done. And th but then there's this trial of the sages. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I will try that today, but I said whether I finish it or not today. Today's the last day I play Pikmin, but while I watch my miserable Denver Broncos, 
I'm going to just try the trial of sages and just see how far I go. And the first mm. level was hard. And I was like, oh, my, I'm not going to make it through this. But then I got past it. The first one was hard. And then it got easier for a little bit. Some of them. I like it because, yeah, some of them were easier. There was, yeah. I think, the seventh or eighth level I did on the first try. How many and levels yet, are there? I forget. Ten. Ten. Okay. And I got to the tenth and I tried it a few times. And I was like, this it's. It's not a big level. I love it. I love when things are difficult, but it's not a big area. Yeah. So it's like, this isn't, this is hard, but I understand where I'm going. And I tried over and over and over and over, and I wasn't able to do it. And then I, I, I chatted with Dylan, who's a Pikmin fanatic. And I said, you got any advice for me on this last level? And he gave me a little bit of advice. And I was like, oh, that's a much smarter way to go about it. Mm -hmm. And it took me a few more tries. And then I did it. And I was like, I'm done. I did everything no. <laughs> in the game. I think there was one side quest that's finishable um, that I didn't do. I, you have to like get four bugs of something. And I was like, I don't care. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but I bought everything for Ochi. I bought everything for yeah. the lab and it was great. It was fantastic. Uh, I think it took me about 40 hours or so. Um, so good. That's another top game of the year for me. I love it. Yeah. Glad to be past it. And uh, yeah, you should definitely try the other ones, especially three um see how you go uh i continued playing baldur's gate 3 fantastic video game absolutely mm. a, a top game of the year contender um i got so there's three acts in this game that i've heard i finished the first act and i swear it took me forever but there's like so the exploration of this game is so good i um, I rarely have played a game where exploring is so fun. It's so easy to say, oh, yeah, it's cool to explore and whatever. But sometimes you play a game like The Witcher and exploration is fun, but it's also so big. It's like uh, I'm, I'm just you're exploring nothing almost sometimes. There's not the Yeah, the maps aren't huge in this game. Like you can get around and there's so much rock and everything that it's even if it's like a big circle, like most of it, you can't even go. But you like come across something going on and there's really engaging characters and so many different ways to get through it. It's not like you just come across a quest and it's like, okay, kill this guy. It's just like, you might solve the problem in so many ways. Maybe you give them a little bit of money or maybe you have some items that can help and just really cool things that you can do. It's amazing. It's a fantastic game. Um, I finished act one and I felt so good. I was like, ah, oh, this is great. And then I immediately got stuck in the beginning of act two. I'm not sure what to do. And I, I said, I got to take a break though. It's like, it's one of those games. I'm having so much fun. I love it to death, but it's not like an action game. You're not, it's not about sword play. It's turn-based yeah. and there's so much inventory management as you go. And I've just gotten a little like exhausted and it's like, I need something more action-based. So I, I haven't played sure. it for a couple days, but I'm definitely going to get back to it. And I picked up Monster Hunter World again. Which one is? Oh, that's this just the Monster the, Hunter game. That's this the is the one part. on PlayStation. Yeah. Monster Hunter World was the one on kind of the other consoles. Um, uh, and the Switch had Monster Hunter Rise. But it's the same game or is it completely different? Well, it's a different game. Okay. Um, I've, I've actually thought about getting Monster Hunter Rise on PlayStation just to enjoy it in its oh, oh, that's right. yeah, graphical yeah. splendor. But I played 300 hours of Rise on Switch. And as much as like I would love to sort of play it a bit, I'm just like, no, I want a different experience. Monster Hunter World really scratches that itch. I had played 10 hours of it uh, last year. And I was annoyed with myself because I bought it. It was on a really good sale and I bought it, but I didn't realize it was available on PS Plus. So I could have just played it for free. 
And then after I put it down after 10 hours, I felt like, ah, I wish I would have paid nothing and put it down after 10 hours. But because I bought it and I'm still thinking about the DLC Iceborne, which is a huge expansion for it, I wanted to try it again. And the reason why I'm trying it again is because I feel like when I started that game, I said, I'm going to use a whole different weapon than I played in Rise. So I use the hammer. And I don't, I really didn't love the hammer. I, I love the hammer. That's my favorite weapon. Yeah, to use. it just didn't vibe with me. So I said, okay, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start from scratch, new character. I need to learn the mechanics again. And I decided to go with longsword, which actually was my original. Not my original weapon, but my second weapon I use on Is that Rise. different than greatsword? Yeah, the the um the well, long, long sword sword is more like skinnier. Yeah, it's skinnier. Yeah. It's faster. That's right. Uh, when you roll credits the first time in Monster Hunter Rise, the 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 old man gives you his sword, and that's when I started using the long sword on Rise. But then I eventually switched to the greatsword before the expansion came out. Um, so yeah, no, I went with the sword, and I'm having so much more fun. Um, so much more engaged. Uh, I just, it just, I just like it better. So I am fighting to get back to where I got the first time, which is when you have to like the first really big monster that you literally crawl on like a platformer. Um, but I'm getting there much faster. And for the first time ever, I got to play with a rando. Um, when you play rise, it, it is so much easier to join a quest that some random people are playing. Yep. You could just you just pick the quest you want to do and you just say, you know, join and you you go on somebody's quest and maybe it finishes right away or maybe you help them out and then you get credit for it. It works great. Monster Hunter World's a little bit different. You have to go find somebody's online session, which you can do in Rise as well. And you just sort of join their community. Okay. Then you post a quest and then people there can join. But that's really the extent of it there. And so what I've done is I've joined people's rooms and I just go and I just do my own thing. I don't even pay attention to what they're doing right now. I'm, I'm just going through my quests and trying to make progress in the game. But then in the levels, what happens is you go in, you have to find the monster and it's different in world. You have to like find footprints. They don't tell you where your target is when you get there. You have to go around the forest and you find footprints or you find things in the wall and you're like, oh, and then you follow a direction. So it's a little bit different. Once you see the monster, then it does its animation and everything. And then it says you can use an SOS flare now. And at that point, you have to fire an SOS flare. And it's a pretty cool little animation, like fired in the air. And it's like, wah! And then people can join you. So you are Weird. forced to find the monster and then start handling the monster before someone will come and help you. It's interesting. It's just different. So it's different. And it's funny because when you see the monster... <clears throat> If you go to the menu to do an SOS flare, I mean, you could get you get smacked. So you have to kind of run and hide and do it. So I don't like it better than Rise. But World is so fascinating because the environments are so lush. You feel like you're in a jungle and the monsters, they, they look beautiful and they have a lot of like cutscenes and animation that really integrates with the game. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it feels like such a great campaign. You have this uh, companion character who handles all your quests for you. And you're always talking to her and whatever. And the, the, the campaign just feels so much better than Rise. Um, and I hate to say it, but just graphically, it really sucks you in. It has more immersive. But there are gameplay mechanics in Rise that I like better than World. Um, World has a expansion called Iceborne, which is uh, very well loved. Um, they said it's an amazing expansion for the game. And they actually give you some mechanics that help you to like, um, it's kind of like the wire bug stuff in Rise. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to buy Iceborne because I feel like if I drop the game again, now I'm in for double the cost because I'll have bought the game and the DLC. But I, I have a feeling I'm heading towards finishing you're, World and then maybe checking out Iceborne. definitely buying Iceborne. I'm just having a good time. You and... love Monster Hunter. You put like 300 hours into Rise. Yeah, yeah. And I'm playing this one alone because uh, my 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 friend who played tons of World and then joined me in Rise. I mean, he's gone through this before. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, now I'm having a good time and I'll just play with every rando that I can find. But I yeah, I finally had a rando join my game. We beat the monster and I got a trophy and I was like, holy crap. That was the first time I ever did that. Because it it really is not as intuitive as Rise. Rise is a lot better with it. Okay, I'm nice. having a good time. So uh, at some point I'll get back to Baldur's Gate three, but uh, right now I'm still playing Monster Hunter World. That's it. Sweet. I don't know what I'm going to play next for Switch. I'm going to wait. Umbrella. Umbrella. You can play it in a couple uh, days. I'm I'm kind of waiting for reviews on Wargroove two. That comes out October fifth. You better play that regardless. Yeah, we'll see. And then um, I'm I've been thinking about trying Return to, of the Obra Dinn again. Um, but other than oh. that, Rizzle knows, I think I might jump back into Dead Cells some more and, and play. I, I nice. just bought the um, the regular DLC, Rizzle, not the Return to Castlevania I had, but I didn't have the other DLCs, the three that you bought. Oh, OK. And so, um, yeah, I'm at that point where I go to a new area and I unlock the achievement for it on the, you know, it's in the game on Switch. And uh, yeah, I might go exploring in there and continue to unlock and do something. So I'm going to I'm going to try to stay away from playing anything if I can until the fifth, unless I play Oberdin. But um, other than that, it's going to be Dead Cells, Slay the Spire, that sort of yes. stuff. Yes. Nice. Um, I've been playing a lot of games. I'll probably really talk about two um, as we already talked about Sea of Stars and Umbrella. Moving out to I finally wrapped up my playing of that. I did all the collectibles, which was all the characters and all the skins. And all of the cartridges that you find that unlock um, like these bonus levels in the arcade. I did all that. And I probably collected two thirds of all the stars. There's like 250. Um, I think I did like 170 ish or something like that. Um, what a great game. Love that game. Uh, when the wife and I wrapped that up, we decided to look at Overcooked All You Can Eat, which includes the first two games and all the DLC associated with them. Um, it's fine. I, I think, personally, again, moving out is significantly more fun for me. I think the big thing I like about moving out better than Overcooked is over, uh, moving out has typically five or six stars you can get every level, right? The two of them are, it's five. Two of them, ah, got it. Two of them is just like beating the level within the time limit. And the second one is like a pro, like beat it within this time limit. And then the other three are like random fun things like don't break the windows, don't fall into the water, you know, deliver this random item. Like it's like three random missions within the level, which is kind of fun. What I see with Overcooked is just like three stars based on how good you do. And that's it. Right. So for me, I like that moving out. Every level is a little bit different mentality. Uh, we'll keep playing Overcooked. It's fine. But um, I don't know. It's okay. Uh Disney Speedstorm still going strong, John. Um, I got fucking Gantu. I did it. I went. I beat the missions I needed to do. I got them. Um, what the else have you been playing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. The Lilo and Stitch season is wrapping up, and next week begins <laughs> Aladdin is going to be the new one. Um, I think the unlockable characters are the Givens, Aladdin, Jasmine, 
the genie and Jafar. And then they always release two random characters um, throughout the season. This that season is going to be Frank. Gaston. No, it's Gaston Frank from Aladdin. Everyone remember Frank from Aladdin? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gaston and Hades will also be making a surprise appearance. Hades. Wow. Hades. Nice game. Um, I started playing Pokemon Arceus with with Evan a little bit. He got it for his birthday, so he wanted to play. So he played. Oh, a little that bit game of that. is so good. I do like the mechanic of the uh, catching the Pokemon and throwing the ball. It's kind of unique and, and different than than the other games. It's like peaceful, and you get the little. It reminds me of Zelda, like Breath of the Wild, the little sound effects, and you just like yeah. you don't get this big dun dun dun. It's just like catch it, catch it. it once you start getting the quests and you start checking them off, it's like mm. addictive drugs. So, yeah, we'll see how far if he wants to play with it into that. The two games I want to talk about is we, well, I discovered old game in 2019, Super Kirby Clash. Either of you guys play this? Not a chance, no. So this is a free game. You do know it at the eShop, you download it for free. It Being free, it has I'm already that, out. I'm already out. It has that mobile mentality where, like, you have so oh. much points, and you have to like use these points to battle. Um, and then, like, you know, you run, you might run out. Uh, you can like buy apples for up. It has that mobile mentality. But the, what Fantastic. the point of the game is? It's just classic Kirby. You can f- pick between four different character types: sword, hammer, mage, or like a healer. And you just do boss battles. That's the whole game. You just do boss battles. Um, Four-player couch co-op you can do. You can also play online with friends. Uh, It was a great game. Me, my wife, and my son played it. We just played together. We played it for like two hours straight. And um, the cool thing is every time you level up, you refresh all of your like points that you need to spend. So I didn't put a dollar into the game. I probably played it for four hours so far. It's fine. It's not something I'm going to be playing much longer. But you know what? It was free. We've spent some time on it so far. Um, it's been fun. The last game I want to talk about is I went against my better judgment. For once in my life, I actually looked up reviews of games, and this game was not scoring very well. Uh, and that is Myth Force. I was super excited. Myth Force is that Saturday morning cartoon looking first person game, kind of that He Man look. Uh, the style of this game is a roguelike game. It reminds me of kind of like, um, you know, all these like battle games now, like Overwatch. It kind of has that like arena concept in my mind. Like there's the level styles like an arena. You have to kill all the enemies in that area. And then it opens up like a gate where you move on to the next area. You know, you do like four or five of them. And there's treasure chests you can find and stuff along the way. And then you go to a boss. And there's upgrades that you can do. Um there are shards you can find that drop, things like that. Uh, I will say this. Let me, well, the, the, it's, how do I say this nicely, John? Because you're going to laugh at me here. This is probably the first time, I don't know why, and I get this as a cartoon look, and that's the approach they're going with. I think this game suffers on the Nintendo Switch. It does. Loading times are a little long. Um, there is a few glitches a little bit. And I would never, say this. Never thought I would see I know, the day. I know, John. It almost complaining feels, about graphics and loading I'm not time. complaining about it. I'm just saying it was noticeable. It feels like a game stuck in time somewhere between like an N64 and GameCube era. Like if there was a console between there, that's where this game falls. It's just 
it, it, it feels a little clunky. And I did, maybe that's the style they were going for, but it feels like those old school, like Hetson, Doom. It's just, I, I don't, I, uh, I don't know. You know, you can pick a few different characters between like a, an archer and a knight and um, a thief and, and a mage or something like that. I think I've tried two of them so far. I've probably played two hours. I, I actually beat a run this morning I played. I beat my first run. There just seems like there's a thousand things to upgrade. And I played this game for like probably three hours or so. And I feel like I don't even have enough shards to upgrade one thing. And there's probably 50 things to upgrade. I, I don't I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, this game was $30. I regret it. I'm glad I played it, but I regret it. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll play this for. I need Wardroof too, because I'm kind of going to be in jumbo here until uh, I find my next game. So Myth Force. That's what everyone's been talking about. The reviews don't lie. It has its issues. You know how I knew Myth Force wasn't going to be great? When even Tim hinted he wasn't really enjoying it. That takes a lot. Yeah, it's just very like bland. Yeah. Very bland. Right? You just fight these skeletons and these mushrooms, and it's just bland. It is so easy for roguelites to go wrong. It is, I don't know where the line is on it. And well, if I, I described it's... Hades to you, like it would sound bad because the thing about Hades is you say, well, there's three areas and you fight the same boss every time. And and most of the enemies are the same. And but you got to do that and you got to beat 10 runs. You'd be like, why would I play but that? It's all about but it's so fun. <laughs> I think it's all about how the, you control the character in the combat. Mm-hmm. That's right. the key to any road light type game, right? It's the yeah. combat yeah. and movability of the character. And when you're talking first person and I'm holding a shield and a mace and I just feel like I'm like Doom or Hetson from N64 just <laughs> swinging a mace. Like that <laughs> that's the movement. <laughs> yeah. And like th- that that's what I'm playing. Like I'm playing a game. I feel like that's 20, 25 years old. Yeah. You know, I, that, I don't like first person games. And that's exactly why that 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 yeah. old style. Like, that's what it feels Ugh. like. Yeah. So, Myth Force, kind of a, a, a bust. Myth Worse, am I right? $30, too. I really wish that Ooh. game was like $9.99. 30 bucks. Oof. I'm making up for it with Super Kirby Clash. Maybe go back to Red in. Dead now. <laughs> Maybe Red Dead's not looking too bad now. <laughs> Red Dead's looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, though. All right. We played a lot. We didn't do too we bad. Did. We got that. We got through that pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, 36 minutes or so. Not bad. All right, let's play What Do You Think? And the first thing I want to know what you guys think about. <laughs> How awesome is Mortal Kombat 1 on Nintendo Switch? Mm. Maybe the game of the year by far, but all the haters out there want to bust on it because they're jealous of the power of the Switch. But no, really. Um, you guys, I assume, have all seen video pictures of Mortal Kombat 1 on the Nintendo Switch. Um, it is the thumbnail for this <laughs> for this episode. I got to ask a question. Let's let's start off this quick conver- conversation. Why did they publish this? Why would you publish a port of the game that nobody really expected would have come to switch? We were all mm-hmm. surprised that this was going to be on switch and sell it for $70. So, so $70. Is this now only the second game besides Tears of the Kingdom that was $70 besides special no. editions or collector's editions or anything like that? Like it... Straight up. The base the, the, game. The industry has gotten to seventy dollars games. If you go beyond the switch, I'm, this no, is a this is only. A port. But like, I'm talking I, switch only. 
maybe i mean maybe because most games that are yeah. charged 70 dollars don't get ported over to the switch it's, it was kind of like correct unexpected port maybe that's the maybe that's the line right if your game is 70 dollars, it probably is not going to run well on the switch well i mean the first thought was when you hear this was coming is oh it's probably a cloud game right that, that, that's got to be kind of my instant it's, thought it's right? a fighting game you kind of prefer them not to be not to have like that input well, lag but I, I think it would have been better than what we got john Oh, sure. So do you what do you think is the reason why they went ahead? Like at some point they had to green light it. They could have delayed it, right? They could have said this isn't looking good. We're going to delay it. We've we've seen that so many times before. Why do you think they they just gave the green light and pushed it out? Do you think that they expected that sales were going to be low anyway or put it out? Do you think that they just didn't put enough budget to the team that was porting it? Or do you think they just ran out of time? Or do you think the team just sucked? Maybe they want assholes like us all over the internet that are just talking about it and talking about it. Now, the, I've talked more about Mortal Kombat in the last week than I probably would have ever have talked about in my life. <laughs> the, the, it, maybe this it, is a genius gameplay marketing Ryan, strategy. Ryan, are you buying it? I, you know, personally, I can't get enough of the memes. They're they're outstanding. <laughs> you know, is you know, like Drew. I'm a Switch only gamer. Um, I'm not into fighting games, but uh, you know, it's just it should have never been on the switch. You know, it's it's underpowered. And I and I know obviously the ports got awful, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't even come out on PS4 or anything. Right. It was just so, right. Yeah. So how, they how should have. Yeah. Should've. I mean, but so it's I don't know if it was budgetary or they just said it's going to sell low anyhow, but there'll be some casuals that'll see Mortal Kombat. Oh, new Mortal Kombat that'll buy it that don't know anything better, but uh, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. I I wouldn't be shocked if this eventually does get ported to PS4. I'm sure there's some regrets of whoever made that decision not to just put it on PS4. Um, I And I will say that Ed Boon is the, the guy behind Mortal Kombat promises to fix it. Um, I, you know, obviously that this makes them look bad. Uh, but do you think this hurts Nintendo in any way or the, or, or how people perceive the Nintendo switch that a so bad port I, is I, I kind of being spread I, around? I, th- I think it absolutely hurts Nintendo, John. And, you know, you wonder like Nintendo that owning the switch, right? That that's their hardware. That's their IP. That's theirs. At which point does Nintendo step in and say, or can they stay in legally and say that that garbage isn't going on my console? It, or are they even checking, right? Look at all the shovelware Seal that comes of quality. out. But but right, look at all the shovelware that comes out. So they probably don't mm-hmm. give a shit. But you're absolutely correct in saying this is the perfect example of of while the switch is underpowered. This makes this makes Nintendo look bad in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I the thing is, the Switch is better than this. I Agreed. think they just did. They they stripped it down. They started from like bare bones, like models and whatever. And then they just were like, okay, ship it. Maybe they ran out of time or whatever. But like the Switch is better than this. I, I don't expect to, to see it match a PS5 in any way. But the Switch is better than this. And uh, I think it does. It makes the Nintendo Switch look bad. And um, Nintendo should be pissed at them. So we'll see like where the the fixes are, but you know, and and the topic came up on the discord too, that it was like, you know, it's kind of the same conversation that we have, right. And you and I drew have had this conversation where, uh, you know, the graphics, the loading time is just not as good as the switch or whatever. And it's like, but is it fun? 
And and it's very easy to say, yeah, the game is fun. Um, it doesn't look as great, whatever. But the thing about Mortal Kombat, which is interesting, is so much of Mortal Kombat is the graphics, the gore, right? We used to argue this years ago that there wasn't blood on the the Super Nintendo. The game was the same, but there was no blood and people were turned down by that. Mortal Kombat, especially this one, this Mortal Kombat one is so beautiful looking and there's so much personality in the characters that when you strip down those characters to the base models, it really loses something. And that was the most noticeable besides the glitches. Glitches will get fixed. But like when you see two characters interacting with one another or that load screen where they get together and then they pull back. When that doesn't click right, it really takes away from the mm. game. Even if they got the combat perfect, Mortal Kombat demands that that detail. Um, and yeah, you're never going to get it on the Switch. That's never going to happen. All right. Anybody else mad? Anybody else? Is that is that is that is that what we have for the topic? I, I, I backed what Brian says as well. I mean, not bashing you know you like Street Fighter. I I feel like fighting games in this style is a thing from the past. This was cool in the 90s and 2000s when we had all these arcade games, but there's so many games out there now. I just can't see myself wanting to play a, a, a fighting game like, like these anymore. Brian, do you play, point. do you play any fighting games? No, um, it's probably, you know, I played the old ones in the, like Drew said in the arcade and, you know, but uh, I haven't played any recent ones. No, no real fighters. No. I, I will make my last comment and say um, having having Street Fighter six and played through a lot of that and then Mortal Kombat one, which is a game that I really kind of want to get. But because I have Street Fighter six, I don't want this one. The thing about the fighting community is that there is such a community and it becomes a race from 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 day one to master the characters. And I like I see people figuring out combos that can they can do an entire match and win on one combo and that sort of perfection stuff where they are just playing and trying to perfect it. And that's just not how I play fighting games. I just want to go in and have some fun and maybe I'll figure out a little combo on my own, but people start researching this and putting them online. And even in the old days, when we played street fighter two, you would find some good players in your local arcade, but there really wasn't that community online that people were sharing those secrets. It was really just sort of playing an experience. And now it really is. Go online, find out the combo sequence that Melina can do to get three quarters of your health off. And that becomes the race to find just that. Just jam thing. buttons. Just jam buttons. Yeah, it's so much more fun if you just play for fun. Just play for fun, man. All right. Uh, um, let's go. I mean, we go. I feel like I'm doing a new segment, but we only have a few uh, big topics here. But the second one is Unity. That has been a really interesting topic this week. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys have followed this or not. A little bit. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll break it down to basically Unity. Um, there are costs associated with Unity. Unity is a development system for making games. You know, back in the old days, every company, Konami, Capcom, had their own gaming uh, development engine. And then over time, we started to see the Unreal Engine and then these, these published engines, companies that were making development IDEs for making games and unity is the number one one out there. There's a whole bunch. There's game maker, there's RPG maker, there's a, bu there's a bunch of them. So I'm going to ask a dumb question, one. John. Mm -hmm. Let, let's say I'm a, I'm a developer, right? And I want to use unity. Let's say before this fiasco happened, 
what would I pay Unity or how would I get access to using Unity to develop my game? Like, what was the old school if, if you were making games, so Sebastian uses Unity and he he plays with it. He's just kind of like learning and all that. Yep. So there's three tiers that I know of in Unity. There's a Unity Personal, um, which is also like a college, like an like a student version. That is free, and you can actually publish to Steam. You can publish a game to Steam, and there's limits to how many downloads or purchases or whatever before you have to buy a license. The first license is the Pro license. Um, that lets you uh, submit apps, games to eShop, Xbox Store, PlayStation Store. Um, how much do you think that costs per year? So is a it's a subscription fee. It is. It's you. You buy the software, but you basically have a license for the year. Um, kind with of this, no different than like a, Adobe. Uh, Photoshop. Yeah, or something with like this that. kind of software, they're always iterating on it, so you don't really buy it, and then you can keep it for ten years. You, you, you and this pay is for just a seat. I gotcha. Yeah. So if I wanted to create a game, though, I could just do it for the one year and be done. If I was done making my game, well, you wouldn't be able to update your game. But yeah, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to build your game with Personal, and then you got a license for Pro, and yep. then you released it to the store and never did an update. Oh my then god, yeah. I have zero idea, but. Like it five is, grand? I, I don't know. I'm, uh, it is $2,000 per year per seat. So if you're an indie okay. and you're just you, it's $2,000 a year, which is a lot, unless you're selling uh, your game. If you sure, are a small sure. company and you have 15 people working on it, yeah, that's going to cost you, what, $30,000 a year. Um, that's the pro. And then they have a third tier, which is their enterprise tier. It's the same thing as pro, basically but your customer support will be answered very quickly. So the line. And how much the biggest that companies that's $5,000 a year per seat. Per se- um, so that's how they make their money. But what they started doing is they started, they want to start charging for the number of downloads that your game has. Can they, they even have access and to that. That's the funny part is they, cause you would think they would charge you for the sale. They would charge you a percentage of that sale, but it's sure. the download. And my theory has been is because they can't, they can't get the number of sales. They know how many people have probably bought the game or started it because they have analytics, but they don't know how much they paid for it. Um, so they are going to go 20 cents per download of your game because it's the only way they really sure. know. Uh, that's the only thing their analytics can and this do. This is even on the like the the free version, or is this only on certain versions? So it was like if 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 it has a certain number of downloads or whatever, they'll like charge there's a you. minimum. If you get a hundred downloads, you're not going to charge twenty cents. Yeah, download. and that was part of the kerfuffle, which is it didn't take into account how much your game cost. If you sold your game for two dollars or a dollar, they're charging twenty cents a download. That's a twenty percent markup. Like sure, but if your game is sixty dollars, you know twenty it's cents not is not very much. But then it's based on downloads and um, yeah. And a lot of these games that are in the stores, these people made decisions on unity years ago. And it was based on the fact that what they'd have to pay. And then suddenly you change that. And instead of just saying, well, instead of $2,000 a year, it's $2,200 a year. Now you're saying we're going to charge you 20 cents per download. And you're expecting to sell 2 million copies of your game. Do the math. That's a lot of money. Um, So there was a big kerfuffle they backed off this week. Uh, they made some changes. They were going to start this beginning 2024 right away. Um, and based on their statement, it's going to go into effect with the next major iteration of their software. 
but you actually have the option to not use that iteration of the software and you won't pay. But once you choose that, once you start using the new iteration of their software that's coming out in 2024, mm -hmm. um, they have some higher caps, like you need more downloads and whatever. Um, then they will charge you. But you can you can choose, and this is a weird one. I don't understand this. You can charge they you can take the 2.5% revenue share of your sales and you can go with that. I don't think Unity knows that number, but you can send that number to them and then say, I will pay you two and a half percent of this amount. I think I, I don't know how they're gonna do that uh. with that number. Um, they backed off, but yeah, they do for the most successful companies, they do plan on charging basically per purchase at least. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, right. I, 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 I honestly kind of see both sides of the fence. So don't hate me. I, I, I do agree that you can't want bat fit this to, to these smaller companies or whoever that might already have, have made their decisions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but going forward, if this was like a, a drop dead as far as starting this state, I mean, you just have to adjust accordingly. Like at the end of the day, it's the company you're using their tool. Then you need to charge 20 cents more per year game. I, I hate to say it, right? I mean, I, it's just, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I agree. I'm, I'm, I agree. I'm on both sides of it. You know, if, if that's what they need for their operating costs to, to go up, um, they're providing a service. If, if you don't want to use their service, don't use it. it, it it's 20 cents. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, it really depends on the price of the game, John. But if your game's $10, then shit, I don't know. Charge ten twenty. Yeah, I, I, I understood it a little bit, too. They're building a tool that allows you to be a game developer because, I mean, some of these people wouldn't be able to do it without those tools. Yeah. Um, but clearly, yeah, like, you know, I've got, you know, um hollow night out there and now you're saying you want 20 cents per download that didn't factor that in that just doesn't seem right yeah, that's, to me that's not right i mean they're, um, they're 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 capitalizing in a growing market and they're hoping that these small indie people like someone like undertale uses unity that out of nowhere and sells a million copies and those are the people they're like wow we want to capitalize on those people <laughs> but, you, but you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's just yeah. those those little little indie places that they're trying to capitalize on that money. Yep. So um, I actually thought because I feel like PlayStation is the least sort of indie friendly system. I, I, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe maybe their costs for like a dev kit are much higher or whatever. But like, I feel like Switch is an indie darling and a lot of indie games make it to Xbox. I thought, wouldn't it be cool for PlayStation to go in and say, hey, um, you know, if we charge you 30 percent per sale on our store, Guess what? We're going to charge you 27.5%. We'll pay Unity directly 2.5%. Unity would be happy because then they don't have to deal with any of this. And the developers would be like, okay, cool. You're you're going to pay them off for me. Um, whether I think that's right or wrong, you're going to take care of it for me. Maybe that would bring some more indie developers so, over to Sony and we'd see more maybe. games. So so um, fair point there, right? What, what about something like PS Plus and Game Pass, right? Where... Oh, is yeah. the, who who's paying that 20 cents per download right because people download i downloaded so many games off those two services that i didn't even end up playing but but um, who's who's who responsible is is microsoft paying that or is the developer paying that now the developer yeah well maybe not maybe that's part of the new contracts if i don't want if you want my game on on game pass mm -hmm. you're paying per the download fee Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I don't yeah. Know, maybe that's in the contract negotiation. I don't know. Uh, Brian, what's your overall thoughts? 
I don't know. When does this kick in, John? Do you know? Um, probably like closer to mid 2024. And that's if you immediately adopt their new set of tools, which you don't have to do. That's like the new but, version. But yeah, as a software developer, I know that probably within a year or two after, They'll, like yeah. they're not going to like if the Switch 2 comes out, right? I bet you they don't it. update the existing tools with Switch 2 support. So you're going to eventually you're going to be forced to use these tools. You can't hold on to these forever. Sure. Um, and probably fairly quickly, you're going to have to switch over. So, I, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, but not, it's not going to happen January 1st, 2024. I don't know. My take on it is kind of, you know, what Drew said in regards to kind of stinks, but <laughs> they're going to just have to, developers will have to figure it out and change their practices a little bit and, or else find some, you know, somewhere else to go, but uh, use, but I don't know. Yeah. There's other platforms. Uh, if you look at the games for Unity and the games for Game Maker, you can see a big difference. Um, so, like Game Maker, you'll see like uh, Katana Zero, um, you know, like a lot of 2D type games that look indie. But Unity, like I think Doom 2016 was built in Unity. Um, there's some like oh, yeah. big games right. that 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 were built with Unity because it can do 3D as well. And um, there's some big games that are available that you would not believe you would think are just part of, you know, Oh, this is just, you know, part of like, you know, the Nintendo or whatever, but there's I think there's Nintendo games that have used unity. So it's, it's a very popular system, you know, slime ranchers and among us and all those things are all there, but there's a lot of games you wouldn't even know are on unity. It's a, it's, it's, it's clearly the leader. So some big game companies like switching to game maker or whatever is, it's tough. I mean, there's such a there's such a class difference between the tools. So, um, so we'll see where that goes. Hmm. Uh, so next topic. This is this is a smaller one, but I thought it was interesting. They are releasing a package um, on Switch of all the Picrosses from the 3DS. It's going to be called Picross S Plus, and it's releasing all of the Picross E games, basically all the Picross games from 3DS, essentially. Um, there's nine games, nine or ten games that are going to be in this package. Um, you're only going to get one when you buy it, but every game that you want, you can buy with a $5 DLC. So basically, it's like a, a shell app that gives you one game, and then you can buy all these older ones from 3DS, and I think they've remastered them a bit. Um, so that can end up being like 50 bucks if you buy them all, right? Here's the thing, though. Here's my question for you guys. Was the strategy to release all of these Picross games as a Switch package something that was decided on after they shut down the eShop? Or was it one of the reasons why they did shut down the eShop? Because now Nintendo can re-release those 3DS games. Um, I, 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 I think that's overthinking it. I, I, I think, I personally, I, I don't think that that's a reason why they would shut it down. And I don't think that's a reason why they wouldn't shut it down. That made sense. I mean, I, I could see it as like if we shut down the eShop, which, you know, maybe we're not getting a ton of sales now. Like we've already seen the Ace Attorney games are getting re-released on the Switch as a package. Um, we're oh, seeing this. I mean, you like, know how I'm, I feel I'm waiting about, for Fire Emblem Awakening remasters. To you know how I feel about remakes that. and all this shit to begin with, right? I mean, as far, as far as the old school of plastic classics, I mean, obviously the new NSO is their their answer everything right they want your subscription fee but i don't i i i kind of like this approach of the 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 game's five dollars and then you get to decide on what other ones you want 
for five dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? Remember a long time ago we talked about the concept of, you know, the game's free. You play level one and like, oh, would you like to continue? Pay a dollar ninety nine, and then you pay you play level two. Which because think about I it, that. I mean. No, the Bryce. What? Maybe he wouldn't have paid the, the next ten dollars for Dunbrella. What? Not you know what? I oh. tried it two dollars. I didn't get the rest of it. But I kind of like this concept. I think this is a smart concept because you're gonna have people that maybe will end up spending more. I mean, if you came out with a pit cross, ten games of pit cross for fifty dollars, how many people would buy that, John? Very few. Yeah, because you you once you go through pit cross, you're not like let's do nine Correct. more. But if they say, here's this game for $5, oh, and then you can get this one, that one, that, they're going to buy three more, they end up spending 20 bucks, right? Yeah, but they could they could, they could, could also just sell them individually for $5. They don't even have to be part of one package. So I Yeah, mean, I guess they, it's really irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. I still like the idea of it. Yeah. But I don't think it, I don't think it had a decision, personally, I don't think that would have a decision off the 3D, uh, the, the eShop. I think that was just, they're, they're thin in the past, the new strategy moving forward, personally. Yeah, I agree. It seems like a new strategy. You know, it's tough to look back and see. But however, I would like a Fire Emblem Awakening to come out on the Switch. That, oh, <laughs> that game is so good, man. I would, I would love to see a remaster. I would pay. I would get a box copy. Um, I, oh, I yeah. want to play it again. But every time I bust out my 3DS, I feel like nobody can see that I'm playing my 3DS. Nobody sees that I'm playing this game. Uh, but I really know. want a remaster of it. I think we'll get one. I think we'll get one for sure. I would look forward right. to that. Yeah. <laughs> you and me day one. Let's go. All right. We got some questions from the community. Hmm. First question we got is from beer, beer Cerveza. How did this show get its start? I didn't realize that you guys had not met face to face before extra life. How did this dynamic duo meet? Hmm. Well, um, a long, long time ago, maybe four or five years ago, John and I used to run this thing called tournaments um, in the Nintendo Dads community. Um, this was about right when they switched over to Discord, when they used, what were they using that other app before that? Right when they switched over about Discord. Line. Line. Line? They switched yeah. over to Discord, and we started introducing what we call tournaments. Um, you actually started this. I started tournaments, and you used to partake in almost all of them. Right. I, think, I, I was doing it for my local gaming group and then right. you were doing it. I was like, I love this guy. He's doing these these events like I do. And it's like, I want to be I want to help him. <laughs> yeah. So so what is tournament tournaments is essentially what monthly mayhem is now. It, it, it was about a monthly tournament, um, very different rules. Kind of, well, I mean, not very different, similar type of rules and stuff like that. So I got to know John because he was playing in those until he just said it. He just started talking to me. We started talking and then right around that time. I don't want to say right around the time, but then Diablo three came out. And I think that's what really hooked us up even more. Cause we said, let's play, let's play, let's play online. Um, and we just started chatting. Every time we played, we, we put our, we put our headphones on and we just chat everyday mm -hmm. life stuff. And I think that just got us to know each other very well. And then I think throughout that we're let's, let's start a podcast. Um, well, I think it was a little more than that. I think we started talking to uh, the Nintendo dads and say, Hey, we have this idea. You guys, because um, if you don't know, the Nintendo dads used to do this dads after dark, not very often, but every once in a while, essentially what dads of the dark was, was before the dinner table, they would just, they'd go see the new star Wars movie and they would have like a bonus episode and it'd be dads of the dark. And they talked about the star Wars movie and do a review and record it. So 
um, we said, well, we like this idea because because I'm I'm I I don't know. I guess maybe I'm after dark, and and John liked the idea as well. And that's I I, le- I legit. I don't know. I don't know if you knew about it. I legit did not know that they had an after dark shows, and the and I think they had stopped doing the shows like two or three years prior. Yeah. I legit did not even know they existed until later. Um, but I I was. Justin had come to us and said, you That's guys right. do because we were doing the video monthly mayhem shows. Oh, maybe we you're were right. The video. And we had been doing that for a while. And he said, do you guys want to do like a podcast with our family or whatever? And he said, you should think of some ideas. And the only reason I really pitched after dark was because I felt like, what is it that the Nintendo dads don't do? Don't cover that yeah. we could do. Right. And it was like, oh, they're family friendly. So it's not like I wanted to be like, gratuitous or whatever but i wanted yeah. to be able to talk about like you know uh you know like we talked about twitch and the the um the hot tub you know yeah. shows and things like that hottest hottest hotties on nintendo or whatever and so that was, was that was the hot topic do. at the time correct yeah, yeah. right we wanted so to they, talk about they that. can't do it so we'll do it um you know and we do we we venture into topics that you know maybe they can't talk about as much and i'll, ne- I'll never forget the the first time justin asked us to do it he said, well, let me record this little pre-recorded um, said, well, what's the word? Like, like banner. It. Just pretty yeah, like much a warning, like a content warning, content warning, because they were putting our episode on their main feed. So it was up there for probably three hours until the hate mail started coming in <laughs> of like, my kids listen to this. And here we are talking about naked hot tub girls and effing this. <laughs> and it, it did not last long. And we said, yeah, we can't have this anymore guys. Um, so for a while, um, well at that point, I think we just created our own feed or no, right. just no, or Jesse was putting them up on it. Yeah. We, I would, Jesse send, it to, was doing I would it. send it to Jesse and then he would do it. We didn't have control of it at all until yeah. I think season. Didn't we start that in like season three? I think two. we did. I think season two. I don't think we ever, I don't know if we had a season two. We didn't really have seasons until whatever. Yeah, it was at least season two, Mm. Um, but it wasn't right away. And then that's when we started um, doing it. I I actually have the Justin intros. I haven't listened to this in a while, Um, but he sent a file with like a bunch of them. But let me play like the first one. This This is what they sounded like. Hey, folks. Dads After Dark is part of the Nintendo Dads After Dark line of podcasts which means the content it's uh it's not necessarily pg it's not necessarily kid friendly so um yeah you've been warned enjoy and and then he does (laughs) multiple versions look this is just one take dads after dark is part (laughs) of the nintendo dads after dark production which means it's after dark which means your kids maybe should be in bed um because this isn't appropriate content for them uh and i don't want to judge parenting i'm not judging parenting you do you but um yeah so this was great this wasn't something we asked for this was justin more like hey guys we're gonna let you do this but you have to put this before every episode (laughs) yeah and i was gonna put a different clip in front of every episode over yep. time, but then I think after a few, we we stopped posting them because we weren't on their feed anyway. Um, but I still, I still think it would be a great way to like start the show if we didn't have our normal intro and then just go right to the music from there. Because I think, it, I think it hypes it up, right? Do you ever watch 
Do you ever watch a movie when you were a kid and it says rated R and it was like full nudity and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, now I now I definitely want to watch this. Like when it, did it, we? I don't know. Justin if I... hypes me up, man. I want to watch this. All right. Um, Sean Abbott asks, "Pineapple on pizza?" Sean, we've an- we've answered this five times. Five. Sit st- well, Brian's shaking his head. Hold on here. No, we got a new I, opinion. Got a new one. I, I, we literally just had this conversation with some buddies. It's a no go. It's a no go wow. at the Reese All residence. Right. Uh, that that's that's my uh, that's my vote. <laughs> I know it's, you guys have had the discussions. That's my vote. Wow. So what's what's your what's your pizza of choice? I'm either a meat lovers or a buffalo chicken. Okay. Yeah, you you and I are perfection on exactly right. Buffalo chicken. I know a mm. slice works around here has some great buffalo chicken pizza. Uh, but I will say that that banana pepper pepperoni banana pineapple, pepper, pineapple was oh, 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 oh. the little bit of like spiciness with the sweetness. Yes. Yeah, that could yeah, work. Yeah, the pineapple might not be the thing for me. I don't love the pineapple, but I think it might be just that that ham and pineapple I really don't like. But pineapple might work with some other things. Yeah. But I'll take pepperoni. Indeed. All right. Next question is from Hoots. Hoots. Who, who did a review for us. Thank you, Hoots. I just got around to listening to the Tears of the Kingdom episode that I thought was a spoiler cast, but definitely wasn't with Hambone. None of you guys answered the armor question correctly. So, Rizzle twenty nine, what armor did uh, what armor did you wear the most in Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, I just ran around naked the whole time. No, <laughs> gotta love it. <laughs> gotta love no, it. No, to be honest, uh, I have only played the old school two D Zelda games. My brother Ooh. got me Tears of the Kingdom as a gift, so I felt like I had to play it. Um, but I really loved it. But I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have a background in it. So I didn't, I kind of just used whatever armor I needed in that specific biome. You know, I didn't, yeah. uh, I, I didn't really know what else to, to, to use, but um, did love the game. I did love the game. Mm. I'm not a big adventure game guy, but uh, it, it was, it was something else. You nice. are the armor aficionado here, Drew. I, I, I was an armor collector. I had a hundred armor pieces. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I liked I liked the dark link is always fun, um, but like Brian said, I I used to change it up, like like the snap of a finger. Like I used to change them constantly, on depending on what I was doing. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd have a favorite of the one I wore the most. I, I when you have that much armor, you're you're constantly changing nonstop. I like some of the old classic ones too. Um, the 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 Link's Awakening giant head mask was funny. But it just depends on the situation. <laughs> I, I was changing all the time. Yeah, I, I would switch between like mountain climbing armor or some of the, the you know non-slip armor, like, like as do. need. But I think overall I liked, and I think it was my highest one, it's just the classic blue Breath of the Wild um, outfit. I just love that outfit. It just it, it is like beaten out the green. Like I used to play Link and you're like, oh, I got my green outfit, but I like the blue. I like that champion's um nice. stuff but yeah and then like in certain situations i would throw on something else for what i needed mm-hmm. and that was it so nice hopefully we answered it right this time mm. uh another question from beer beer cerveza 
Who was the one video game character you could see yourself getting hammered with? Yeah. <laughs> is so, is um, Selma Hayek in a video game? Does she count? Who do you got, Brian? Let's go first. Well, I gave this a little thought, not too much thought, but uh, probably Waluigi. He seems just like a crazy bastard. You know, Good times. I think it could get. <laughs> it can get uh, get interesting having some beers, uh, a lot of them with Waluigi. I, I think that's what I'd go with. Nice, that's smart. What is the spirit of this question? Like, is it someone you think you'd have like like a fun time? Somebody's funny, or like, is it is it maybe like like if I want to get hammered with like Bayonetta, you like hoping for like that's, some that, like that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Like, I'm thinking okay. if I get hammered with like Daisy. I can maybe get a blow job in the bathroom. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I think the right answer would be like Bowser. Just like imagine him just stumbling out of the bar. Like the, the shit you do in the side alley as you're just walking back to wherever the hell you're going. <laughs> just like, like dare to go run into the side of that car. Like he would just do it, you know? Maybe Take get a Bowser a lot of blow beers, job when it's all done. It would take a lot of beers. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd go, I'd go with Bayonetta. I think I think I think she'd be fun. What do you think she drinks? You think she's a beer guy or, or a girl, or you think she's more like of a liquid, just like liquid heat sort of alcohol from the depths of hell or something like, like that? Little, right, like blood with like some vodka in it. Yeah, something like supernatural, not um, not like human liquor. Hmm. All right, we got a question from the informant. Hey, guys, hey. I feel like you answered this in the past already, but my daughter just rolled credits in Pokemon Sword. Humble yes. brag. Is the DLC for that game worth the cost? This is the best Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch, hands down. Um, and, and Andy, the answer is yes. It is 100% worth it. You can go find all the little digits or diglets. Diglets? Is it? diglets? It's not diglets, though. Isn't it something else? But. You know, it's the one with the hair. I think it's the one with the hair. Oh, what are they called? Isn't that isn't that um uh it's it's the same creature, but it's like a, a low uh it's the girl I it. yeah, Anyways, like the Alohan. Um, both of them, the Isle of Armor, and then what's I I, I personally liked Isle of Armor better than the Tundra something Tundra. Mm-hmm. Uh, great time! I had an absolute blast. A hundred percent, you should do it. She'll have a blast. Definitely worth the money. I don't even need to get into the details. Just do it. I was close. Alolan Diglett. Alolan. Ah, yes, that's the yeah. one. I haven't played the DLC, but I, like I said, I, I replayed Sword just so I can do the DLC, and then I beat Sword, and then I stopped. <laughs> so I'm just never going to really get to the DLC on that game. Um, just not happening. I think you uh, the DLC really unlocks the Gigantamats concept where you can get mm-hmm. the mushrooms and then go cook them, and then you can turn the any Pokemon into the Gigantamax form. And if you do that, there's certain Pokemon that actually have a different form. The other ones just kind of like stay in their regular form, but um, definitely worth it. Cool. And you, can, I... you can interact with that DLC fairly early in the game. Correct. Um, you get to like a train station and then it's like you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, you know. Yeah, you I had to look DLC, it up. How do you, you get can... there? Yeah, they'll actually give you um, one of one of the variations of Slowpoke 
they'll give it to you right away. Yeah, it's like a pink one and pink and yellow. It looks like a shiny, but it's not a shiny. Mm-hmm. And you get Incineroar in Isle of Armor. Just saying. Are you a Pokemon guy, Brian? No, actually, uh, my girls are just getting into it. So I was curious on, you know, for seven, six year old, what would be a good starter Pokemon game on the Switch? Uh, go, right? Pikachu, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah, one of those two. That's mm-hmm. that's the, the best one, probably, if you've never played. And then if they like that, Sword and Shield, I recommend after that. Yeah, I agree. Ar- okay. Arceus is one of my favorite Pokemon, but I feel like you need to play the traditional Pokemon, and that's not Let's Go. Let's Go is a little untraditional, too. But Sword and Shield is the traditional one. Just to fully... Like, now Drew is playing Arceus, he can really appreciate yeah. how different it is. But if he played that first, he, he wouldn't get that appreciation. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, that. Yeah, sure. All right, last question. And this is a super multi-parter and it's aimed at you, Brian. But just for fun, I think Drew and I should answer these questions sure. too. <laughs> and so I'm going to just read them one question at a time because Hambone gave us 20. <laughs> Brian et al. What's your, what's your all-time favorite Nintendo console? All right, no recency bias. It's the Switch for me. Um, kind of before the Switch, before I got the Switch, which was a gift from my brother, I was kind of in a retro games through emulation. And uh, and once I got the Switch, you know, with the indies and the first party titles, I play basically handheld exclusively. And uh, I've never gamed so much during the Switch era. <clears throat> it's just been an indie darling and playing the first parties on the go. It's easily the switch for me. Nice. Good answer there. Um, I, I, I want to say so badly the 3ds because I still love the form factor of it. I like the, um, the, uh, the flip it shut aspect of pausing the game. I love that. I love the designs. There's so many great 3ds designs out there, but um, it just can't keep up. I just even playing a game today, it just like the games look so old. It just hasn't kept up. It's hard not to say the switch. I, I don't love the Joy-Con concept. I've never liked that wiggle. I've I've spent six years trying to wish the wiggle of Joy-Cons away in handheld mode and try different solutions. But um, it's just hard to deny that when you are playing, you know, Breath of the Wild on your portable, we never had that before. We always got some lousy version of a series on our portables and then you're playing breath of the wild on your portable so it's it's hard not to say the nintendo switch is the best one um i mean i don't disagree but i'm gonna give a different answer uh my favorite nintendo console of all time is by far the nintendo gamecube i think it's just the nostalgia and i i i i love love the controller as well as the introduction of the WaveBird wireless controller, right? So this is kind of the first time we ever get to use a wireless controller at home. And I think the way they designed their games, I think a lot of their games still hold up today from a graphic point of view. I agree. Um, so for me, I think the, the GameCube will forever be my favorite. GameCube games hold up better than the Wii games. Because you can it's just true. play them traditionally. Yeah, I'd yep. rather play a GameCube game than a Wii game today. Agreed. Oh, yeah. GameCube holds up so well. I got more nostalgia for the 64, but it's tough going back to some of those games. It's uh, brutal. You know, I hate to say it, but that era, it's very it's tough era, but GameCube still holds up strong. It does. 
All right, next question. Favorite game. Um, I'm going to interpret this as favorite game, not just Nintendo, but anything. Sure. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go start. first. Mine, mine's oh. easier. Mine's easy. Tears of the Kingdom is my wow. favorite game of, of all time. All time? Yeah. I kind of package it with Breath of the Wild, like yeah, the two of them to. together. Uh, um, uh, that's fine. But it's such an amazing experience. Uh, it's, it is Tears of the Kingdom now. Okay. Brian, what do you got? You know, it's not, not crazy, but it's Hades. Hades is my favorite woo, game of woo. all time. Um, and we will be happy to hear that. I, I couldn't get enough when I was playing it, and uh, I can't wait for the second one. But it, it was just knocked it out of the park. I love roguelikes, and it was just almost perfection. I I, I don't see – it's going to be tough to make a better game, but I don't see any downfalls in that game. Is and like Rizzle, like you and I, we both love Dead Cells and, and Hades. And like, isn't it crazy that roguelikes, I don't know how long they've really been around. I feel like, um, uh, what was that? What was that roguelike that was very popular? Uh, Binding of Isaac. Um, I never is, played that. Is when roguelikes really took a turn. And it's just, it's still a recent genre. But yeah, if, if I had to describe what my favorite game genre is, it would be roguelike. I love roguelikes. Yeah, that's my <laughs> favorite it's genre. Fantastic. And when I don't know if it's well. me, but does Hades 2 look like it could be so much better? I love the green. I love the, the art aesthetic for the green. I just feel like it's going to be even better than Hades. Yeah, can't wait. I, man, I, I can't so. wait. Um. I'm not going to put a game with more of a franchise or series and I'm going paper Mario. There's something about the magic of paper Mario. And I think what it does it for me is just Mario in general and all the unique characters that that series has introduced to us. Um, I honestly, you know, I'm looking at a hundred plushies to my left here and like it's, it's literally one of the reasons I think why I wanted to start collecting plushies because of all the unique characters that, that just, are there and and fun and to interact with, but um, the exploration and the pick a game though. I mean, would you pick Thousand Year Door? I mean, Thousand Year Door is the obvious answer if you're gonna pick um a Paper Mario game. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what though, the um their latest one for the Switch is or, or uh, Origami Chain was was pretty good. I, I want to play that one again because that was really good. But yeah, it probably it it, it probably has to be um, Thousand Year Door. I'm interested to try Mario RPG and see if that's my favorite RPG know. in the series. And then the thing of being so intertwined with the Paper Mario series, I wonder how that will be for me. Because that's a lot more RPG-ish than Paper Mario is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Sweet. Yep. All right. Next game. Next question. What's your top three games so far in 2023? Oh, my God. That's a hard uh, I'm going to save that one. I'm not going to answer that one, but I'll let Brian answer it. <laughs> All right. Um, at the beginning of the year, uh, first game, I guess, would be Fire Emblem Engage. Wow. I never played a Fire Emblem. And just the battle mechanics. I'm not really there for the story. I guess the story is okay. But uh, the battle mechanics just you know, really brought me right in. And I, I fell in love with that game. So that was my number one. Um, number two was the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. I played the shit out of that. Um, <laughs> so good. And I know John did. We went back and forth. I, I thought I spoiled something for him, but he was just toying with me. And but, <laughs> oh man, I, I couldn't play enough of that game. 
that that was that was excellent. It's so crazy with Dead Cells how they just keep putting out DLC and DLC and um, what a what a game that is. And then the last yeah. one, probably no one's ever heard of. It's a roguelike called Ember Knights. Um, it's it's a hate. I would say it's a Hades like where there's like six different weapons and you're one character, but you choose a different weapon and you go through and choose different doors to go through and make your upgrades. Um, but it is co-op. I played with some buddies. I think we played four player co-op and it was a little hectic. Imagine playing Hades with four people, but, but I think two player co-op would be really fun. And, and I, and I played it a lot. So if you know, wow. you're looking for a roguelike that, you may not have heard of Ember Knights. This looks like my cup of tea, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna suck it. This looks this looks great. This looks reminds me of that game Mana Spark a little bit, John, that you never oh. played that I made you buy. Did you ever play Mana Spark, Brian? I did I did. I did. Yeah, I loved Mana Spark. Yeah. Ember Knights, really good. All right, I'll put that one up. That one looks cool. I'm gonna favorite that right now. Um my game of the year is already decided. Obviously, it's sports story. Um, first game that I played this year is it's all been downhill since sports story. Um, no, I mean, my, my game of the year is easily going to be tears of the kingdom. I've already said it's my favorite game of all time now. So of course it's going to be the, the game of the year, but, uh, fire emblem engage. I had a tremendous fun. I have, ne- I have when it, I can't remember the last time I played a game as long as engage finished it. And then a few days later started it again and finished it again. Um, that just says really all you need to know about how good engage was. Um, I had a lot of fun with that, uh, return to Castlevania. I agree. I had an absolute blast with it. I don't think I could ever really consider that a, like a top five or top 10 game of the year. It's just a, a fairly smallish DLC. And I think it's tainted by the fact that dead cells is so good. Um, and most of the DLC is just playing dead cells. So it's, it's hard to really consider that, but that's fantastic. Um, possible, contenders for the rest of the year right now and you never know these games come out of the blue and you don't you just don't even know um but uh persona 5 tactica i'm really excited about um super mario wonder obviously super mario rpg um are some games that i'm like really looking forward to uh and then i think uh the most serious possible contender would be spider-man 2 um I, you know, I don't know if any of these will top tiers of the kingdom, but those are the games I'm most hyped for um, that could become games of the year. Um, but what a what a year 2023. I drew. I can't wait till we recap this year. I know it's gonna it be has a been a three hour episode. Yeah. Absurd. <laughs> it's been unreal. I'm looking at Ember Knights here. I'm locked in. <laughs> hey, sold. Hmm. You play. Have you played Enter the Dungeon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just to make Loved sure. It. Love that one. Love that, that that's, one. I still that still is in my brain. I always want to go back and play that one. Well, too. That was fun, too, because, well, I have a game night every other Friday or something, and that was co-op, I think. Yes. Uh, up to, yep. I don't know. It was maybe up to two players, but um, it's it's unique and nice when you could play those roguelikes with uh, co-op. Agreed. Ah. All right. What's next? All right. They get a little easier now. Crunchy or Puffy Cheetos? Puffy. Right. Puffy. I'm, I'm going Puffy as well. Corn puffy. curls. We talked about this during the marathon. I love Puffy, but like when I think Cheetos, I think Crunchy. So I'm going to go with Crunchy. Uh, mm. Tits or ass? He's just out there. He wants to know. Well, like Cosmo like- Kramer, I'm the ass man. <laughs> the ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, with tits. 
I'm done with tits. Dead yeah. didn't motorboat. Nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with any of the body parts. You got to pick one. All right. If Bob Barkley busted <laughs> into your room right now, like the Kool Aid Man, and said, "You get to design the Switch Two. What three features are must-haves for you?" Oh, wow. Well, um, for me, it has to be backwards compatible. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd say it's a feature, but it, it has to be yeah, backwards compatible. Um, like I said, I'm 95% handheld with the Switch, so it has to have that OLED display. I can't go back you know, to an LED or something like that. It's just... It looks too nice. Um, and then three, just more or less the user, you know, the interface, um, eShop, friend, you know, connecting with friends. Uh, eShop blows. It's, it's got to be. I don't mind because I watch a lot of, you know, listen to you guys or other channels to get ideas of games and then I'll maybe look into them. But if you're just searching the eShop, good luck, you know. It's brutal. Jordan, those are those are some solid ones. John, you have any? Um, definitely the backwards compatibility. I mean, I, I feel like if it's not there, there's going to be a riot. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see, uh, I mean, I, you know, I just, I'd like to see a switch that the joy cons, it, it's all one unit. Um, I just feel like when yeah. it's one unit, it, when you're controlling and maybe it's just me and the way I control when it's one cohesive piece of plastic, it feels just more stable. It's why I love the Nintendo switch Lite, but you know, the screen is smaller and it's not OLED. So I don't really use my blurple as much as I'd like to. Um, but I would love to see the Nintendo Switch, you know, still be dockable and you can have external Joy-Cons, but you, you just can't take off um, the Joy-Cons. And then, um, my God, if 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 it can play Final Fantasy VII Remake in 60 frames, you know, I don't believe it. But if it can do that, all I want in my life. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like I you know people were talking about oh it's it's, it's on par with the PS5 it's like that's horse there's no way that it's going to be but uh if it if it's on par with a PS4 yes please that's what I want I want a PS4 portable that's what I want yeah um I mean I I, I agree with you guys uh I'm gonna steal one from Tim that he said last week in the episode where I love the idea of Kind of, you know, we have AirPlay nowadays, so you just throw stuff to the TV. I love the concept of being able to AirPlay from your portable to the TV and not having to use a dock, right? Mm. Um, I think that would be huge for traveling purposes, right? How many times do you travel to a hotel room or your friend's house, but maybe there's no dock, right? It sucks to kind of like patch a dock, but I always bring my Switch when I go traveling. But if you could AirPlay it to like the hotel TV, that'd be awesome. Uh, made things a lot easier that way. Um, I do agree with you, John, about the Joy-Cons. I think when will Nintendo just get away from these motion controls? I feel like we've had them now for over 10 years, and I'm tired of them, and I just want to <laughs> sit on my couch and be fat and play video games. I don't. Well, wanna... How are you going to play Trombone Champ? Exactly. Yeah. I don't need to. That's my point. Um, and then my last one, um, I don't know. Give me, like, like have Disney put in like a, one of those smeller you know the smells so like when wario farts it like puffs the smell out at me oh god really <laughs> that's a, i tell you sales of wario are gonna go way down if that's gonna happen. <laughs> or way up maybe nobody nobody um, um yeah there's a lot i think there's a lot of 
features we all love to see. But I think in the in the end, we just want a switch that's better. We don't we don't need to reinvent the wheel. But I just want I, a switch that has Lord of the Rings games, John. Gollum. It's a monkey paw again. They just announced <laughs> got, another one. What's they're, that? They're, they're left and right now. They just announced another Lord of the Rings game. That are any of them game. good? Which which ones are good? I mean, you can you can make lots of Lord of the Ring games, but like, are they good? The actual Hobbit game, which was more of a sneak in type thief game, was really good. I liked that one. GameCube. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of them. That was because that was when the movies were out, like the GameCube era, right? Correct. Yeah, two thousand seven, eight time frame. Well, yeah, yeah. GameCube might have been before that even. You you can always remember when the the consoles were around and or when the movies. Were, sure. I remember the console years better than the movies, honestly. Just by like, oh, yeah, I remember like, you remember when the PlayStation Portal was out and they had the UMDs and they had movies There's only oh. like a, a small range of years of movies that well, they actually that. put those out. Every movie, big movie that came out had a video game. They don't do that anymore. Because they tend to stink. <laughs> they really did. People loved it. People ate that shit up. Shovelware, mostly. Well, now there's too many indies making shovelware. It's the problem. There never was indie games back then, really. <laughs> We should do a list of the best like movie based video games. Oh, my God. That's got to be an episode. We could probably yeah. get 10. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, because there because there's a lot of shitty ones. We could even do like the best and the worst that we. Yes, played. I like but, that. Like, idea. Yeah. It was always pretty bad. And now I seem they, they seem to do better. But like when you have a game like Hogwarts Legacy, which comes out way after the movies and that sort of thing. But they, you know, obviously they took their time and they're based <laughs> on the IP. Like Gollum could have been. It's not based on a specific thing. It's based on an IP. Now yeah, that game didn't we work want, out. We want the ones that were straight off the movies. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Back right. to the future I like that. Idea. That. We'll do that. Oh, the NES had. Oh, man. They had tons. What was it? JLN? LJN. <laughs> LJN. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. A AVGN made his whole career on uh, LG LJN games. <laughs> Uh, but that's well, what they did. They'd slap them together real fast because you could you could make an NES game much quicker than you can now. Now, yeah. yeah, games take way too long to make now. Agreed. So, well, John, that wraps us up. So uh, what do we have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we have another busy couple weeks in front of us. Maniko's Night Market's going to come out. It's going to happen. Well, maybe September 26th. It's two days away. It's finally going to happen. I think Michelle's going to buy it, too. Good for her. Um, you're gonna have to help me with this. It says Disney Speedstorm releases on uh December on September twenty eighth. Yeah, is it like an official nope. version or is it just uh, it is I don't know, but I do know it's coming out on both Android and mobile. And oh iPhone. okay. Maybe that's that it. That might unless be it unless it's um maybe it's coming out free to play. I did notice a couple weeks ago they updated the shop where now you can physically actually put real money into the game where before you could never do that. Oh, interesting. So now you can actually buy coins and and okay. gems and all the other good shit. Um, so I maybe, looked it up. Maybe... It says it says Disney Speedstorm will leave paid early access and launch as a free to play title on September 28th. And then it will go to shit. We have to do a whole episode on early access. It still makes me so freaking mad. Early it's been access. out for a long time. I know. Like, what do you think? People who are waiting for the free version just waited around it's all these been months out for three seasons. I know Aladdin kicks off season four, so I don't know how long the seasons are. Even if they're 30 or 60 days, that's been out for a while. I came yeah. out in April, I want to say. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Indie Game Cocoon coming out September 29th. We have Disjaya 7, Vows of the Virtuous. 
uh, October 3rd. Silent Hope. What is that? October 3rd. Silent Hope was in a Nintendo Direct. No way. Yes, it was. This is a very, it kind of looks like Final Fantasy-ish. It looks like Sea of Stars. It does look like, it's more like the GameCube type. This was, this was in a Nintendo Direct. This was a big deal. I don't remember this one. Was seven it heroes, no- seven fighting styles, dive oh, into the abyss right. and explore their silent world. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Wow, that game's coming out already? Huh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I thought it was much further out. Action role playing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Front Mission 2, the second game in that series. I think that is also, uh, that's coming out October 5th. War Groove 2. Woot. We need to do a giveaway. Fifth. We need to do a wardrobe giveaway, John. Remember, I I have um. Where the hell did I put those? I was going to give maybe a little sneak peek to Brian. I don't know where I shit. I don't even have any of them. See, sir, where are you, see, sir? I don't know. Drew has hit that age where you put things away and you don't remember where they are. He's looking through his shirts. Um, I have no idea where they are. No idea. He's going to ask Amy tomorrow and she's going to tell him. You put it in the closet. I don't know. Where I I was very hyped up for Wargroove 2. We got a preview of it. They were talking about it. It was like a roguelite. You hear me, Brian? A roguelite. That's just a style. That's one of the play modes. No, are you playing this? Are you a Wargroove guy? I you know what? I played because of you guys, the first one after you guys played. Mm. I did enjoy it. Um, that was when I started to dip into more tactics. I played the Enter the Breach. I really liked that. Um, oh, so I, so I think I'm going to be playing Wargroove 2. And what about, right. isn't there, isn't Metal Slugs coming out with a tactics game? I haven't heard anything about that since it originally got revealed. I, I don't know what's going on. It was on supposed to come out 2023. It got yeah. pushed. Pushed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know any date, but it's 2024. I think at least I think it's 2024. We don't have a date. It's, yeah. it's been pushed. Okay. I, I thought Wargroove 2 was going to be all about this like pirate lady and it was going to be a roguelite and whatever. And now I'm seeing these screens that show all the characters from the first one. But how do you know it's not? Maybe you don't know anything. I, I don't know, but like I don't want the I don't want the roguelite version to be just a tacked on feature. I thought that was going to be the focus of the game. So it's going to be I don't want it to be one of these like Okay, we're going to redo Wargroove, but we're going to change some dialogue and we're going to have our characters running around the continent again. And then there's a roguelite version and all that. I wanted it to be a little bit more focused, a little more efficient. And no, so I I'm going to wait on reviews. I think it's going to be campaign mode and there's going to be new in- new characters introduced to that have new sub characters and, and new enemies. And then I think when you go back to the main menus, the campaign underneath that's going to say like, you know, there's like arcade mode, whatever this going to be. Mm-hmm. Is gonna oh, I fucking road, hated roguelike <sighs> mode. I and that's hated gonna be the arcade a separate mode. game where maybe you, you select the character and you play through a game. If you die, you're done. That's what I think it's going to be. I see. And I and I and I just I don't think I want that. I would actually been happier if they just honestly, if they just did another story and then had a DLC a year from now. I just, it's too much at once, you know? It's like drinking from the water. What do you hose, want, John? Okay. They're giving you the damn game. Just play I, it, enjoy it. I just don't want a, a hundred hours of content. And, it's and the not arcade could be a hundred hours. It could be. Um, it's talking about two different kinds of games. I don't know. I like I'm saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting to see for October 5th. We'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to well, read reviews you know. and just see what it is. 
Let's I just thought it would Hulk. be tighter focus. I really hope they don't have that arcade version. I just um, said, I, I don't know if they are. They just use the arcade mode is so lame on Wargroove. I, I, it's so lame. Um, and then uh, October 6th. I can't believe it's coming out already, too. Detective Pikachu returns Yeah. on October 6th for everyone to enjoy. That's it. That's all we got. That's a show. That's Brian, a show. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. And, uh, you know, the extra life event you guys put on this year was great. So congratulations to you guys for a successful year one. Yes. Thank you very thank much. You. We appreciate that. Appreciate the donations. Appreciate why you're here then. And Brian, we were going to have some tax documents for you to sign on your way out to let you know that you have received your present and uh, you will have to pay <laughs> some taxes based on number of downloads for this episode. But congratulations. All right. <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> All right, Drew. All righty. Good night. Later, Dads. The Dads After Dark Show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including Google, Overcasts, and whatever. If you're using Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. You know you want to. Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in our Dads After Dark channels for some naughty after dark talk leave us a voicemail with spotify for podcasters and we'll play it on our next show check our podcast description for the link follow us on threads or tiktok at ndads after dark say hello won't you a big thank you to family jewels for our show's music that's all for tonight good night you sexy dads sweet dreams